The following is another Classic Hit Sports presentation. KKPR Sports presents high school football. Pocock, shotgun, back to pass, fires the fade, far side, he's got a man inside the five, trying to get away into the end zone. Second touchdown tonight, Jared Swally. This time offensively, he got the pick six earlier, and Jared Swally hauls it in, and Carney is up top, 27 to nothing. Today, the 2015 season kicks off at Foster Field in Kearney as the Bearcats bell the Grand Island Islanders. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Kid Sports Club. And they hand it off to the tailback, and that's Urbanic. He's got some running room inside the 30. Urbanic, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Touchdown, Kearney. And that is Urbanic taking it in all the way. A lot of new faces will be in the starting lineup for Kearney as they try to build off last year's playoff victory. Grand Island's coming off back-to-back state semifinals with plenty of experience, but must replace all-star quarterback Pierce Allman. The 2015 season kicks off tonight with a great Tri-Cities rivalry. It's the Islanders and Bearcats coming up next, but first the New Tech Seed pregame show. But first the New Tech Seed pregame show will take you live to Ron and Carol Cope Stadium in Kearney with KKBR Sports Director Doug Duda right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terrier Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. And good evening, everyone, from Ron and Carol Cope Stadium, Foster Field on the University of Nebraska Kearney campus. It is the opening Friday night of the high school football season. The only scary thing for those of us that aren't in high school anymore is that it's 2015. Doug Duda and Monty Kratzenstein, the former Gothenburg Swede and Nebraska Cornhusker, joining me for tonight's broadcast as the Carney Bearcats open the season against the Islanders of Grand Island. This is the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. Over the last couple of years, we've had a sweltering uh, start when we were at Lincoln Pius X. Then uh, a couple of years ago, a very cool start in the 60s. It's warm today, but we've got a pretty brisk wind that is flying out of the north tonight that could, early on in this football game, uh, pose a little problem in a kicking game, the sun, and all those things that you don't necessarily practice. Because let's face it, Monty, how many of these high school teams actually went out and practiced at 7 o'clock in the evening? It's usually that morning until school starts, and then right after school till about 6 o'clock. It's the opening day. All kinds of things can happen. I've experienced opening day in a lot of ways, Doug. Uh, you know, a little bit as a player, as a coach, as a fan, and there's nothing like it. It's just that atmosphere. But you're exactly right. When those lights come on, things get a little different. We used to say when lights come on, some of the brains turn off. You can see it uh, most of the time, the coaches will say, I can see it in their eyes. So it's opening night. You're, you're in the locker room two or three different times. There's, there's prep. There's come out and stretch. Then there's the final words from the coaches. Uh, as a coach, if you see one of your players, especially somebody that's in the starting lineup that has that look, can you say anything to them, or do you just slap them on the back and tell them a joke? Well, first of all, you, if you see that look and it's game time, if you don't see some sort of look, then you got to worry because <laughs> everybody's nervous, everybody's excited. As a coach, you almost want to temper the enthusiasm a little bit because on opening night, you don't need to get them excited. 
Uh, one of the biggest things about opening night and early on the season is you want to limit mistakes. Those become very prevalent on a night like this when everybody's excited, false starts, penalties, misassignments, all those sorts of things that will lose you a football game. We will be talking with the head coaches, Jeff Tomlin of Grand Island and Brandon Cool of Kearney, who have settled in for double-digit years now at their school. And the rivalry has turned a little bit here, Monty. Uh, Grand Island is now the favorite. And they will be the favorite again here tonight. They lose their All-State quarterback in Pierce Allman, but they got a lot of kids back, and the difference might be on the line tonight. Kearney has just about four kids back uh, from last year's team that did get back in the win column in the playoffs. But when you have that much experience, this Grand Island team has been in the state semifinals, losing to the champions from north those two times. And they'll have some new faces, but there's a lot of kids back. And Carney had beaten them a number of years in a row, and now Grand Island has kind of turned the tide. I think Riker Fife and Sam Fultz kind of changed the tide when they were here a few years back. And, and of course, last year, Pierce Allman and uh, the Cohoy kids, and the, those, those kids made a big difference. But you're exactly right about the experience factor. When I look at these lineups and, and the preseason uh, prognosticators, uh, Grand Island has a lot of kids that have played a lot of football on Friday nights in the, under the lights. Carney, on the other hand, has some good players, but they've got about four or five kids that have really played significant minutes last year as varsity football players, and that's tough. Um, you, there's nothing like experience when you're preparing for uh, an opening game. Well, this was quite the battle last year over in Grand Island. Carney had the early go, and then Grand Island was able to win it 35-28. to 28. There have been some really good battles. Will we get another one here tonight? We'll find out momentarily. Kick off at the top of the hour. Remind you that Carney Catholic is at Ord. Currently on ESPN 1460, Adams Central Northwest on 1230 KHAS, and then at 8 o'clock, Hastings High is out in Gehring. All of our games are also available online at platriverpreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney. We are the difference makers. Call to schedule a campus visit, and we are here at UNK. We'll hear from the coaches, starting with Jeff Tomlin at Grand Island on the new Tech Seed pregame show when we return. Trash just isn't something people like to deal with. But at Ravenna Sanitation, we take trash seriously and are here to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is ready to meet your needs. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County, is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Find Ravenna Sanitation in the Pleasanton or Ravenna phone book. The game is more fun to watch with Fanatics. Fanatics Sports Bar in Kearney, that is, and now there's even more Fanatics to love. The new edition nearly doubles the room inside, and the bullpen combines the great outdoors with great seats to the game. Follow the Oscars and your other favorite teams on over 30 high-def TVs, including two huge HD projection screens. Treat yourself to a wide variety of appetizers, sandwiches, pizza, wings, burgers, and even a kid's menu that will make you stand up and cheer. Football is more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue in Kearney. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits. Opening night has arrived, and what a great way to start it here at Foster Field with a good rivalry game between the Bearcats and the Grand Island Islanders, and we're pleased to be joined by Grand Island head coach Jeff Tomlin. And, Coach, obviously we got a chance to talk about three weeks ago, uh, a couple of days into camp uh, when you got things going. And I know coaches are never 100% think that they're ready to go, but uh, how close do you believe your ball club is? Well, I think Doug, that we're pretty close. I, you know, I, I definitely know we're at that point where we got to find out. Because you always get exposed somewhere, 
hopefully not multiple places, but he gets exposed somewhere that first game every year, uh, no matter how, who you have coming back. And then you, then you know where you stand, and then you can work on addressing those weaknesses. So it's time to find out where we're at, where we stand. And I think, you know, comparing to past preseasons, you know, we're, we're about as ready as you're going to get in that, that small window that you get ready. I know a lot of the coaches believe that the line could be one of those places, if you're not solid there, that you can tell maybe right away. Uh, but you guys have some good linemen coming back. Let's start there. Uh, talk about both sides of the football, offensively and defensively, up on the line. Well, offensively, you know, we return our center, uh, Brett Garcia, uh, who's a very good lineman, uh, very good on both sides, and Ryan Kolakowski and Gage Grinnell. Uh, guards and those guys were pretty much our interior three last year. Uh, Gage kind of rotated with Grant Bedner last year, uh, so we replaced our tackle. We had Blaine Morrow and James Swanson, two very good tackles, two-year starters, and so we're we're uh, you know new there. Uh, but Griffin Wentz at, at one and and Ashton Keyser another. We're pretty pleased so far. Uh, their effort's been great. It's just going to be, you know, game time, game speed, you know, under duress, you know, what kind of decisions, what kind of steps, what kind of techniques going to take place. But overall, offensive line-wise, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about our depth. Um, we can play, I think, you know, about eight guys pretty good. Uh, defensive line-wise, you know, we return our two interior guys. Uh, defensive ends are new, and so that's a little bit of a concern, and that's probably the one area – on defense where we don't have very good depth is at DN, so that's a little bit of a concern. Um, but overall, I feel pretty good about our de- defensive line and, and our offensive line play. Talking with Grand Island coach Jeff Tomlin here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. For the fans, obviously, they've been used to watching Pierce Allman lead you guys to back-to-back state semifinals. You, you kind of knew going into fall ball that Trey Kissick would be your man. How has he progressed here in the last three weeks? Really well. Really well. Trey Trey's got an incredible work ethic, and he's a sponge when it comes to being coached. Uh, you tell him one time, and he's pretty much got it. Um, he's not the same kind of quarterback as Pierce, and we don't expect him to be. Uh, we just want him to be the best Trey Kissick he can be. But we're really happy with how he's leading the team, how he's executing, um, how he's going through his progressions in, in our system anyway, and, and he's making good decisions. So uh, we're really happy with where he's at. You'll take on a Carney team tonight that is kind of where you were a couple of years ago when you only had the one returning starter. What were the challenges when you have so little experience coming back that maybe you'll see tonight from Carney? Well, you know, I, I don't, I can't speak for Carney, but that, that year that uh, we had the one returning starter, uh, we had to start so so basic. Whereas if you have some veterans, you you already know some stuff. We just had to start so basic that could be an issue. Uh, and then there was just leadership void there. We had really good kids. They worked extremely hard. They did whatever we asked them to do as hard as they could, but there really was no set step-up leader. And, you know, I, that might not be their issue at all. I'm sure they've got great leadership coming back. But when, you, when you've got a team that's lacking experience, Sometimes you got to just be real vanilla and real basic early. 
Jeff Tomlin, Grand Island football coach, joining us here. What are you expecting uh, from Carney? You guys obviously, both coaches have run the same systems here for quite a number of years. You guys have kind of flipped the table a little bit here in this rivalry by getting a couple of wins here lately. What are you expecting from them, and what gives you concerns? Well, I, I know they're going to have good size. Um, tell that on film. And, of course, pay a lot of attention to the sub-varsity games and lower-level games from year to year. Uh, good physical team, well-coached. Um, Going to have an excellent tailback. Um, looks like they've, they've got uh, a number of capable receivers that can run pretty well. And that's always a concern, you know, coverage-wise. Um, defensively, you know, they do a great job. Uh, not only man coverage, but zone coverage and combination coverage. Uh, they play physically with their hands extremely well, and they run to the football really well. So we, we know we're going to get a dose of more of the same. Uh, it's just going to, you know, just going to be a great battle. Coach, when you have to bring in some new talent, uh, whether they're solid or not, every kid's got a little bit of different uh, abilities to them. Will we see anything significantly different here in the first game uh, than what you were able to do last year because of the personnel? Uh, it won't be significantly different, you know. We'll we'll uh, probably probably taken out of our playbook a little bit, actually. Um, so we're probably a little bit more simple offensively, because there was just some things that that we could do with, you know, the group of athletes that we had last year that maybe were a little ways off from being able to do this year, and then we're trying to factor in, okay, how can we get some guys some rest? And that's a critical thing in the first couple games is, you know, they're going to have some guys go two ways. We'll have a number of guys go two ways and trying to factor in rest. And the other thing I take into account early is, man, we ask them to absorb a lot of information offensively and defensively. And for those two-way starters, we try to keep it pretty simple so they don't get overloaded. And so we've probably simplified things a little bit uh, on both sides of the ball. We'll probably hear the name Redwine quite a bit uh, tonight. Alec uh, plays both sides. He's a captain for you. Aiden taking care of the halfback role. What about those guys? Uh, super kids, great leaders, uh, very competitive kids. Uh, they, they compete, and uh, that's that's the most remarkable thing about both of them. Uh, Alec's really come a long way, uh, improved his speed a ton. He did a great job last year for us as a as a possession receiver. Now he's more of a deep threat receiver and a possession receiver because he's improved so much. And he's a very, very good DB. He can call our entire defense from his corner position. Uh, he knows what's going on in every position. So it's great to have a guy like that. Aiden's just a, he's a warrior. He's, he's going to, he's going to battle both sides of the ball, obviously playing running back for us and then some outside linebacker as well. And finally, Jeff, uh, Sometimes it becomes old hat, but, boy, uh, the the feelings, I guess, on opening night are always different. How do you feel going into this season? You know, I, I feel pretty good. I, I know our kids have prepared hard. Uh, the longer I'm in it, you know, the, the less and less I worry about things I can't control. And uh, there's just a whole slew of those things. So uh, what we can control is we've prepared really well. Um, our coaching staff's worked really hard. Uh, we've got a great group of kids, and they're, they're, you know, just busting their tails trying to do everything we ask them to do. And they're good students and good citizens, and that's you can't ask much more than that as a coach. 
and we know they're going to give a great effort to us. And, and so I'm not uh, really on edge at all. I know it's going to be a great game. I know there's going to be some unforeseen things that happen. And I'm just anxious really to see and looking forward to see how we respond to adversity because there's always going to be some that pops up in every game. So really excited about it, and it's time to get on with the season and, and uh, start climbing this mountain. Well, it should be another exciting one. The Islanders ready to go tonight against Kearney. Head coach Jeff Tomlin joining us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Coach, best of luck tonight and throughout the season. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Doug. You take care. We'll be back on the New Tech Seed pregame show and talk with Brandon Cool of the Kearney Bearcats as opening night festivities continue from Foster Field right after this. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair, because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. Foster Field, an outstanding place to open the high school football season, and uh, it's also nice to play a state semifinal there as well. And then we'll get to that down the road. We are joined here on the New Tech Seed pregame show by the head coach of the Carney Bearcats, Brandon Cool. They're getting ready to take on Grand Island. So always fun to have a rivalry game. Uh, you definitely don't lose focus, but I know, Coach, you're more concerned about the kids you're putting on the field because there's going to be a lot of fresh faces tonight. How's it looking? Well, when you talk about our 2015 football season, you're going to have to have a roster. Uh, we had a few of these guys play for us a year ago, but we were pretty senior dominant uh, last season, just as we are uh, most seasons. And so there's going to be a lot of inexperienced young faces out there. And so uh, for us to um, uh, come out on the uh, victory, um, so to speak, we're going to have to have these young guys grow up in a hurry. How did you, as we talked that opening day of practice, how do you feel things have progressed this last three weeks? You know what, we've been really impressed with the uh, uh, improvement that we've made from day one clear to day 22, 23. And so for us to survive uh, throughout the season, we're going to see some major improvements, especially with some of these junior kids that are going to have to play for us. It's about reps, it's about keeping them healthy, it's about getting them in a spot to be successful. And so we might see a few growing pains here early in the season, but as our, as long as we stay healthy, as long as our uh, season continues, I think overall you're going to see a really, really great jump in the uh, uh, play on offense and defense from this football team. Brandon Cool, head coach of the Kearney Bearcats, with us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show ahead of their game with Grand Island. Did you have to do a lot of switching offensive and defensive line with these kids, or did you say, okay, Rudy, you're my left guard, and you stayed there, or was there some switching uh, during the summer and during camp? You know, most of these kids that are going to play uh, against Grand Island have played those positions uh, in the past, and so we didn't have to flip-flop a lot of guys uh, with our offensive-defensive line. We might have moved a couple sophomore kids, maybe maybe a couple junior kids, but overall, the kids that are going to play for us tonight have played that position, have experience at that position. They just haven't been under the lights uh, on Friday night. You talked a little bit about it at the Loper lunch uh, on Thursday about the growth of the kids that are back. There aren't many of them that are returning starters. Ty Roseberry's one of them. Urbanics one of them. What about their growth, especially maybe Ty there as as your lone returner on the line? Yeah, Ty Roseberry is going to be the uh, uh, solid factor for us on the offensive and defensive line. He got a lot of game experience a year ago, and, and by the looks of him, he's so much more improved athletic, athletically, and so that pays di- dividends for us in the in the trenches. 
Uh, you look at our backfield, we feel like uh, Jake Waller at the quarterback spot and Noah Urbanic at the uh, I-back spot. We feel like that's a great one-two punch to start the season. And if we can just get some guys up uh, front to get some hats on, on some defensive linemen and some defensive ends, maybe climb a little bit to the inside linebackers, you're going to have to have more than one guy tackle Jake and more than one guy tackle Urbanic back there. So uh, we feel comfortable in our run game. The key is uh, can we find some scenes, can we control that line of scrimmage to help those two guys in the backfield. What about stretching the field? You you say that all the time uh, when you're talking mm-hmm. about your football team. There's different kinds of speed. There's sprinter speed. There's cut speed. There's there's all kinds of quickness. But uh, with the new kids that you're going to be putting in at your wideouts, how will you be able to utilize them in that in that passing game? Well, we're going to give our opponents as many different looks as we possibly can. Uh, we feel like we have guys that have uh, earned the opportunity to play on Friday nights. We feel like we're going to rotate um, multiple guys at those receiver spots. So some guys that uh, can run great routes but might not be necessarily extremely fast. There's going to be some guys that got some good foot speed that can kind of stretch the field for us. But we got a bunch of kids that just need to get out, get uh, uh, on that uh, football field on a Friday night to gain that experience on. You know, it's going to be a little bit of a faster game. They're going to have to do some great per- per- perimeter blocking. But for us, uh, just run your simple routes, and I think Jake can get the ball to you. Brandon, to put it bluntly, is this the most inexperienced team you've had at Kearney? Um, it might rank up there as one of the top two or three teams uh, inexperience-wise. Um, but uh, there's been a couple games a year ago that these guys were able to get on the football field and at least uh, clean up on some of the games that we won. I think the key is um, uh, they've earned this spot. Uh, we have done this for many, many years, that the next crew, the JV crew, the sophomore crew, we just bring those kids up. And so this is nothing new from a coaching staff perspective. Uh, we're more of keeping our wits about us, uh, making sure that we're still competitive and, and play extremely hard on a Friday night. And talking about that coaching staff, uh, continuity there always has to help, and you've you got a lot of years of experience coming back again this year. This is our 15th year together, and in 15 years I think I've replaced maybe three or four coaches. And so the continuity of our coaching staff is is key to our success. Like I tell everybody, we can go to the first day of practice. We don't even have to meet before the first day of practice, and everybody knows what they're going to coach and how they're going to coach their players. So uh, we got a tremendous staff. Brad Archer and Tim Cristo and Daniel Mark, Pete Crop are going to work the daylights out of that defensive side of the ball. Uh, Darren Van Winkle, Steve Cherry, and, and Jeb Hatch and myself will work the daylights out of the offensive side of the ball. And we got great continuity. I think those guys do a tremendous job of putting our kids in a position to be successful. And then we just want our kids to turn it loose on a Friday night and just compete like crazy. And the last minute here with Brandon Cool, head coach of the Kearney Bearcats. When you talk about kids playing both sides of the ball, sometimes they play both sides of the ball, and then they're very involved in special teams. And it sounds like maybe Alex Harris is a name we're going to hear a lot of this year. Alex Harris is going to start for us at uh, receiver and weak safety. He's also going to be our return man in the punt return and in the kickoff return game. Uh, so Alex is going to have his tongue hanging out on on every Friday night. But he's ready for that challenge. He had an opportunity to rotate in a lot of special teams and played a little bit for us at receiver last year. He's got enough athletic background to him, been in a lot of big games, and so we feel very comfortable with turning him loose. But the key is we got to be able to get him off the field a couple times so he's ready to go at the uh, third and fourth quarter. Uh, but overall, he's a tough classy kid and uh, what a great kid to represent your football program and brandon uh, let's spend our last minute here talking about grand island uh they lose pierce allman who's coming to unk to play hoops but they got a lot of kids back from a team that's been to the last two state semifinals what are you seeing 
Well, I think the key part is, thank goodness, I don't have to see that almond kid anymore. <laughs> he was a thorn in our side for many, many years. And uh, I'm sure glad he's graduated. What a what a tremendous quarterback to run anybody's offense. I think he's a pretty good kid also. And so that's going to be a big question mark for them coming into the football season. They do have four or five guys back on offense. And with the offense that they run, spread you out, run a lot of shifts, run a lot of motions, we're going to have to get lined up properly, and we're going to do a great job of open field tackling. Defensively is where they're really solid at. I think they have seven or eight guys back on the defensive side of the ball which is kind of unheard of at the, at the Class A level. Those kids got a lot of game experience from being a semifinal team last last year. I think overall their defense is well coached. Jeff Tomlin does a great job getting those kids organized week in and week out. And so there might be a big play special team-wise that might separate both teams here tonight. Well, it's uh, it's here. Everybody's excited. You get to open at home. You get to open with a rivalry game. So uh, let's get on the field and get it done. Brandon, uh, best of luck. We'll talk with you ahead of Southwest next week. Thank you for your coverage. That's Brandon Cool, head football coach of the Carney Bearcats. And we'll be back to take a look at the starting lineup for tonight's game after this on the new Tech Seed pregame show. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Barrett and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. Back on the New Tech Seed pregame show at Foster Field, where we take a look at the field conditions tonight. Brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Craig Weeches. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. With Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed dealer, science with service, delivering success. And the weather is beautiful tonight. We do have a little wind coming out of the north at about 15 to uh, gusting a little higher at times. But playing on turf, obviously, the field conditions are perfect here tonight at UNK. And so uh, that should not be a problem. Again, as we say, getting used to the sun. If you're going into the sun or going into the wind here in the first half, uh, depending on uh, how the coin flip comes and what you decide you want to do offensively or defensively. Our field conditions brought to you by Craig Weeches, your pioneer seed representative, delivering success. Well, let's take a look at the uh, starting lineups for tonight's football game as the Cardi Bearcats get ready to take the field here. Our lineups brought to you again by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. For Grand Island, we'll start at center, number 52, 5'8", 240-pound senior Brett Garcia. Along the line, number 51, 5'11", 225-pound senior Gage Grinnell. Number 53, 6'1", 245-pound senior Ryan Kolakowski. Number 64, 6'2", 235-pound junior Ashton Keezer. And number 73, 6'2", 215-pound junior Griffin Wenz. At tight end, number 21, 6'175 pound senior Matt Lamb. The split ends are number three, 5'960 pound junior Peyton Kinney, and 6'260 pound senior number four, Keenan Kettler. The fullback, number 39, 5'10, 225 pound senior George Oxford. The halfback, number eight, 6 foot 190 pound senior Aiden Redwine. And the quarterback is number 15, 6 foot 175 pound senior Trey Kissick. The head coach is Jeff Toblin, ninth in Huskerland Prep, 10th in the Omaha World Herald in the preseason rankings for the Grand Island Islanders back-to-back state semifinalists. 
for the Carney Bearcats. As Coach Brandon Cool said, you're going to need a program, so here it is. At center, number 53, 5'9", 215-pound senior, Christian Geyser. The guards on the right side, number 54, 6'1", 235-pound senior, Ty Roseberry. And the left guard, number 62, 6'5", 232-pound junior, Rudy Stouffer. At tackle, the left tackle, number 70, 6'2", 235-pound senior, Trevor Hayner. And number 77, the right tackle, Thomas Lowe, 6'3", 252-pound senior. The wideouts at the X, Zach Blaschko, 6'3", 192-pound senior, wears number 12. At the Y, number 46, 6'1", 193-pound senior, Tommy Kuchera. And at the Z, you'll hear a lot from Alex Harris. He's also a return man, 5'10", 175-pound senior. The backfield at halfback, number 5, 5'9", 145-pound junior, Trey Gruby. The workhorse will be number 13 at I-back, 6'2", 202-pound junior, Noah Urbanic. And the quarterback making his first start, number 18, 6'198 pound senior, Jake Waller. The Bearcats are unranked in the preseason, coached by Brandon Cool. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank. We'll get the season underway right after this. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank. Member FDIC. Again, text or call in your score, 646-0506-646-0506. Just give us the uh, score of the game you're at in the quarter, and we'll get it on our scoreboard. Brought to you by Ashley Furniture Home Store. It'll be Grand Island to kick it away. Putting it on the tee. Will be number 19, Brian Coven Rubius. And back deep for the Bearcats. As we said, Lewis is back there and Urbanic is back there. Monty, this is where the nerves kick in and then we get hit and we go play football. Very rare you get a north wind this time of year on, on opening night. I'm guessing this ball's going to go in the end zone, but we'll see. Might have to have a holder. Uh, it's blown off the tee a couple of times here. And Carney is kind of shaded towards the west side of the field here. They put Urbanic right in the middle and brought Lewis over to the west. If they directional kick to the right, that's where the room is on the field. Ready to boot it away. Will it stay on the tee? Yes, it will, and we are underway. A low line drive kick. Urbanic will be able to take it at the five-yard line. He'll bring it up the middle of the field. Jet to the left side, has a block. 20-25, scoots through to the 30 to the 31-yard line, and a good return by Urbanic. They had that the return set up to the left hash. It was a low kick right to him in the five-yard line, so it gave the blockers a chance to establish that hash mark, and away we go, Doug. Well, the ball will be first and 10 at the 31. Both teams with new starting quarterbacks. And we will see what Carney wants to do here. Early on, let's see what they do on the line, Monty. I think that's going to tell us a lot. Carney might be able to get some things done early, but will they get worn down? They'll go out of the shotgun formation. Trips right. Urbanic in the backfield will now split out to the left side. One man, they'll go on an inside handoff to Urbanic. Tries to make something happen across the 35. Lost a shoe, and he's going to be down at the 36-yard line. I don't think it was Noah that lost the shoe, but somebody did back there. 
three wideouts on one side, one on the other. They're trying to spread the field a little bit, just a nice little outside zone play. Got six in the box. You're going to hand the ball off every time on that look. There's going to be a lot more Exino chess type of playing here for Carney. They just can't line up and run over Grand Island. First pass, Waller underneath, complete at the 40, and maybe stepping out at the 41-yard line right at the first down marker, and they split her, uh, excuse me, Split out wide to the right that time was Zach Blasco, and it will be just enough for the first down, first first down of the year. As always, these plays are scripted, so we're still on script, and uh, first down for Carney High. It's somewhat of a no-huddle. Carney's not going to change what they do there. They're checking for the count here with quarterback Jake Waller. He's got a slot to the right side. He'll turn, fake the handoff, a little busted play. Jake's got to run it himself, and he's going to be wrapped up at the 40-yard line. So the first little miscue of the ball game for Carney High, and Grand Island was all over it. Coming in to make the tackle is David Garcia. That was a new look for Carney High, a little pistol look, and they were just going to run inside zone play, but looked like Waller kind of fumbled the snap as it came to him and then just had to uh, try to duck up inside and took a yard loss. One thing that Carney will have will be consistency at quarterback this year. They platooned two last year, and it looks like Waller is going to be their man, according to head coach Brandon Cool, with two youngsters uh, capable behind. And Koski and Coster. Here's a little option read. Waller wants to keep, but he avoids one, two, but the blocking's not there. It breaks down, and he's going to be dropped for a four-yard loss back to the 36-yard line. It'll bring up third down and 15. Looked like a speed option look there to out of that pistol. Look, uh, number 51 looks like Gage Grinnell kind of blew that up on the outside, forced Waller to cut it up a lot earlier. He never had that pitch option because of Grinnell's play. And as you mentioned, we're going to hear the lineman's name for Grand Isle. A lot of guys going both ways here for the Islanders. So third and 15 for Carney, opening drive, two minutes into the game, scoreless. It's third and 15 at their own 36. Twins right, single left, a little extra protection for Waller. Takes that five-step drop, wants to throw underneath. The ball is tipped, and it'll be short, falling in front of Alex Harris. And that would have been all Harris to get any yardage on that anyway. It was only about a three-yard pass. They were going to see if they could stretch him downfield with some fly routes and see how much they could get. So incomplete and a punting situation here for the Carney Bearcats. And Ben Dinkle to do the job. little jailbreak screen there against this wind here. Let's see how... Uh... How much field position actually does change. That wind, as we've mentioned several different times, is coming in pretty good from the north. He's punting directly into it. Peyton Kinney will stand at his 25. Bounces the snap, but there is no rush, and then he shanks the punt, feeling that that would be a rush. It gets across midfield, and it actually got about 10 yards of good roll out at the 41-yard line, but it's only a 23-yard punt, and the Islanders will have good field position to start this ball game at their own 41-yard line. And Dinkle actually used a little bit of his baseball skill there as that ball was was snapped in there. So you see a couple, actually three different mistakes on uh, Carney High side, a little fumbled snap, uh, a, a bad snap on a punt, and then a, a shank punt. So Brandown looks like they're uh, in great position here and taking that wind paid off for them. Aiden Redwine in the backfield with Trey Kissick out of the shotgun. They'll go twins left, slot to the right side, kind of a double stack over there, and back to pass Kissick. First play from scrimmage, and it is incomplete. Looking down the left seam, trying to get it to his split end, Keenan Kettler, and it really just hit the defensive back in Urbanic in the back. They uh, they spread it a little bit there, and he just ran a fly route, and, and Urbanic was on him, and that ball was a little bit behind him. If he would put it out, out there a little bit more in front, could have been a long 
pass. And again, he had to look back into the sun. I don't think he really ever saw it. Hand off to Oxford, the fullback. He is going to be run over by Tommy Kuchera, who brings him down after a very short game out to about the 43. We'll call it third down at eight. Ty Roseberry, who is one of the guys playing both ways and a defensive starter for Carney, held his ground very well there. He's going to have to have a big game, a big season. He'll get doubled a lot mm-hmm. for teams that have better lines. There's a quarterback draw on the rush. Kissick looking for somewhere to go. He'll get to the 45, but it's a three and out for the Islanders, and it'll be a fourth down in there on the tackle. Trey Gruby along with Thomas Lowe. Interesting how keeping on schedule is so important for every offense. You know, Carney's drive stalled when they fumbled the snap from center in that one. They had an incomplete pass. Their second and 10, Grand Island, at the very beginning of that, gets behind the chains. So time to punt the football away. And with the wind at the back, it is launched out there by Brendan Barnes and a fair catch called for. And the ball just keeps on going into the end zone. A 55-yard punt officially, but Carney will get it first and 10 at the 20. There's no doubt that Early season games and early games are obviously based on field position, and uh, I think that's what we're going to get here. It's important for Carney in this drive to kind of change that field position. If they can get two or three first downs uh, and kind of shift that down toward our end just a little bit, Doug. Don't forget, we've also got high school football on our sister stations. Carney Catholic uh, in action tonight at Ord, ESPN 1460, and uh, that is scoreless in the first quarter. York is taking a 7 nothing lead over Norris in Class B. We also got Adam Central Northwest on 1230 KHAS at 8 o'clock. Hastings Gehring, ESPN 1550. Carney's second possession. It's going to be a quarterback keeper. Waller off the right side. He's drugged down before he can get to the corner. Busting through there on the defensive side of the football. The Islanders right on tap of that one. And it looks like Brendan Barnes is in there to make the tackle. Initially, it looks to me like Grand Island might be just a little bit more physical and stronger up front, Doug. Um, Carney isn't getting much of a push at all early in the game. Well, there's no doubt that that was the fear that that coming into this game would probably be the mismatch, the returning starters on the line for Grand Island and the inexperience for Carney. Second and 10 at the 20, and right out of that shotgun, a quick pass out into the flat, hauling it in as Blasco makes one man miss, but there's all kinds of Islanders to bring him down at the 24-yard line. So short gain. Uh, Coach Cool knows what he's got out there, and he's not going to get out of control here in this first quarter. He's going to get these... Uh, guys to just run some basic, as you said, run those scripted plays. Nothing out of the ordinary, nothing crazy here early on, third and seven. Well, you don't want to make a mistake that's going to give up a huge amount of field position, but now they're behind the chains again on third and seven. And it looks like Grand Island might come here. Out of the shotgun again, back to pass, has time, throws it down to the seam, double coverage, Blasco makes the catch and has the first down at the 41-yard line. That's a well-thrown ball by Waller. There's a little kind of skinny post by Blasco there. Uh, safety wasn't quite in position, didn't read that quite fast enough, and that was a that was a well-thrown ball. He had some time, although it was a quick three-step drop. Lashko went up and got it, and a great, great play there by Zach. The 6'3 senior has a little height there in on the coverage. Alec Redwine also back there in the secondary, Reed Bedner. So second first down of this first quarter for Carney. Scoreless, 7-10 to go in the first. Hand off to Urbanic. Tries to get to the hole on the right side. Has some room, and he'll be tripped up at midfield. But a nice gain of close to nine on first down. It'll be second and short for the first time. There you saw the Urbanic burst. You know, he had some room to get started a little bit. You saw that. That's what South Dakota State likes in him. They offered him a scholarship already. Well, you take a look 
at what you, you have those plays scripted, but you have to be a little execute a couple of them to allow something like that to work. So Grand Island was three and out. Carney had a first down and then punted. It was a short punt, but uh, they got the field position back now, and it's second and one right at midfield here. Waller will take the snap, looks to throw, has all day. He's going to go deep down the sideline, jump ball, Blasco, a lot of hand fighting, and it's picked off. They're going to call it incomplete, though. They're going to say that it did hit the ground, and there's going to be an argument here for Alec Redwine. Redwine thought he had his hands underneath it. And I'm not so sure he's not right. Again, you're not going to get a replay, but that was very, very close. They'll find that out on film later tonight. That was a uh, Zach Blasco double move where they ran a little hook hook and go. You saw as soon as that ball reached its apex, that wind just caught it, fluttered, uh, should have, could have been intercepted. So they had second and short, took a shot. Now it's third down and one. Expect to see Urbanic four down lineman now for Grand Island on third and short. No, Waller to throw. Again, that quick little out, and it goes through Blasco's hands. They'd completed two short ones like that earlier in the ball game, and now fourth down and one, and it looks like no right rolling of the dice here. They're going to pump the football. Interesting on that first first time you get a third and short play where they're trying to run that little hitch, and you know probably 80% of the time they're going to complete that. But what does that say about their ability to run the ball on third down, on second down and short, uh, third down and short, two passes? So uh, Waller now is 3 of 6 for 26 yards. Second punt, the first one was a 23-yarder. This one a little bit better, good snap. Line drive into the wind, bounces at the 18. It'll be picked up at the 10. And coming up to the 18-yard line on the return is Jonathan Kirkland. Took a little chance there as he picked it up on the short hop. But a nice punt that time of 40 yards, a 9-yard return, and the Islanders have it for the second time. As we talked about, Though Carney High had two first downs in that drive, so kind of a change of the field. Now all of a sudden, uh, Grand Island has the ball in the 19-yard line. Now they're going to have to go a long way. So, so that was a successful drive as far as Carney High was concerned, just to change field position. From the Bearcats' standpoint, they don't expect it to be a high-scoring offense this year, and so they know they've got to control a few things. The Islanders still have the capability to put the points on the board. Two backs flanking the shotgun look here, and Redwine will go in motion. They'll throw it out in the flat to him, complete 20. Makes a man miss 25, but there's going to be a big old clip slash hold as he made the turn there, and Trey Gruby got up, and he didn't even have to really say much. The flag was already down at the 23. Well, he's too busy putting his jer- trying to get his shoulder pads back in his jersey. They were a little, ran a little flare pass, almost a little bubble screen sort of thing out there, and the flank uh, holding got him the yards, but now now we have Grand Island that's going to once again bust on first down. So we're going to have second down and long yardage here, although they do have the wind. We'll see if uh, they're going to play it conservative or they're going to go ahead and take a shot down the field. In about the last 10 years that I've had a chance to see about half of the Kearney Grand Island games, the Islanders, whether they're the better team or not, depending on your thoughts, they never just go have a big first quarter against Carney, and it's not always the first game of the year that they play, mm-hmm. but uh, you kind of expect them to get out to a little bit better start here. They'll just give it to Redwine after that 10-yard penalty. He'll come from the 11 out to the 16 where he's gang-tackled, and he'll get half of that penalty yardage back. It'll be second down, and we'll call it about 12 because he was marked up from a four-yard gain on the uh, completed pass. Basic counter tray there, leading with a couple linemen and, and a decent push. A little bit of yardage, and now they're second down 12. Stay out of that shotgun. Trips to the short side, right side near the Kearney bench. Throw it out here one-on-one, and it is going to be complete for a short gain to Peyton Kinney out to the original line of scrimmage, almost at the 23. So it'll be third down, 
and long to go here, about seven yards, six yards, seven yards to go for Grand Island. Neither team seems too afraid of throwing the ball out there to their wideouts, trying to make something the guy miss and make something happen. So nice third down opportunity for both teams here. They want to pass, hitch and go. There's a hold in the backfield. The ball is almost intercepted, trying to dump it off over the middle. It is Zach King coming in there. His first action, as you mentioned, off the air, Monty. He was hurt last year, and it sure looked like Carney was getting held on the outside. And the pressure was still getting to quarterback Trey Kissick. Once again, that was Roseberry in there. All three defensive down defensive linemen were in on that play. Uh, they kind of let him loose a little bit because they had a little screen called out there, but the timing was just a little bit off. 5.06 to go. Scoreless first quarter. Grand Island second punt. The first one went 8 and 55 yards, and this is another bomb. It'll be taken all the way back at the 26-yard line, but a little room to roam here for Harris. He'll put his shoulder down and get walloped at the 33-yard line. But a nice punt. That's about a 50-yard boot that time from the 24 to the 26. I'll say that's 50 yards. (laughs) Your math is pretty good there, Douglas. Pretty good early in the season. But uh, right, the only bad thing about that was right down the field. Uh, So there was, it wasn't real high, so they did give Harris a little bit of a chance to uh, return. And uh, so now it'll be Carney High's ball in the 34 for their third offensive possession of the first quarter. Return of eight yards there for Alex Harris. Split out wide to the right side will be Trey Clevenger. Left side, Brant Barth. So we've got some new wideouts in here for this third series for the Bearcats. Scoreless, 454, first and 10 at their own 34. Waller turns, hands, Urbanic tries to come up the middle, and he'll squeak across to about the 36. You're not going to see a lot of just power or traps right up the middle tonight for Urbanic uh, because they just aren't going to win that battle very often, but you got to keep them honest. I want to thank Brandon Cool does such a nice job of have we seen a play run more than once out of the same formation. A lot of different formations, multiple offense. Uh, he's probing right now, trying to find something that's going to work. As, as Coach Cool said in the pregame, they'll give him a lot of different looks. Quarterback draw. Waller trying to cut against the grain, stepped out of one ankle tackle, couldn't get out of the second one. He will roll out to the 39. They might even give him the 40. We'll call it a gain of four, third and four. And that was just a little bit of a quarterback keep where, you know, last year we saw that a lot with Jacob White. Of course, Jacob White was a state champion type hurdler and a little, looked a little bit different doing it. But it's keeping those linebackers honest, keeping those linebackers inside, running that inside quarterback run game. Need to get to just across the 44, third and fourth, their own 40, Carney High. 350 and counting, scoreless first. One to throw Waller across the middle, and it is complete at the 45, down to the 41-yard line. Had two men in blue and one man in purple, and hauling it in is Brant Barth for the third first down of the night for Carney High. They ran a little double double slant there, and he looked to the inside receiver real quick. He wasn't open, and he waited a little bit for Barth to uh, get into that safety position, and he shielded himself off. Nicely thrown ball, good catch. Gain of 19, biggest offensive play for either team here in the first quarter. And Carney is into Islander territory for the first time. Waller to pass again. Again, it's just a quick little hitch. Again, it's caught on the sideline and stepping out of bounds. Brant Barth at the 35. And if they're getting four, five, even six yards a crack at this, Islanders are playing off a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting. With against the wind, how far off GI is playing. You wonder if they're going to make that adjustment, come up tight. Because I don't know that Carney High right now has a guy that can run right by a GI defender. So we'll see. You see the see the cushion the corners are giving him right now. Into the wind. Very suspicious, but that's probably how they practiced. Handed off to Rabonic, trying to stretch to the right side. We've got a penalty flag, and he is crushed in the backfield. And this might be an immediate hold here. Garcia in there. 
drilled Urbanic behind the line of scrimmage. This might even be one they decline. Yep. Because this would be a five-yard loss. Bring up third down and ten, and it will be declined. So that's what we'll have here, a five-yard loss for Urbanic, who really never had a chance that time coming through on that left defensive end yeah, that was in the backfield. that was a mess to begin with. There was a hold there, and that outside linebacker, Garcia, as you said, got, got immediate penetration. He saw that zone coming his way, and now we're down to third and ten. Once again, long yardage and third down for the Bearcats. Third and ten at the 40 of the Islanders. Back to pass, trying to set up a little screen over the middle. It's complete. First down, 30, 25, 20, Urbanic 15, 10, and he'll be tripped up inside the 10. First and goal, Cats at the 7-yard line, a gain of 33. Credit Brandon Cool with that, that call there. They had a blitz on, and uh, they, they snuck No Urbanic out in the backfield here, snuck him as just the, the perfect play for that perfect uh, defensive blitz that Grand Island called. Urbanic got loose, and once he gets loose in that backfield, defensive backfield, he's trouble. We're in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. When you're in the zone to find a new or used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue and 42nd, Kearney's hometown Ford store. First and goal, Bearcats trying to get the first points of the season here. Out of the shotgun, it's going to be an option for Waller. He'll keep it himself and get to the four. They'll take that, half of what they need. Eyes are on Urbanic. Waller with that good frame, able to... Use his speed and find a little bit of a crease, a gain of three on the play. And another different formation, uh, double tight ends for the first time, just a sprint option out of the double tight end look. Um, had him out man just a little bit, um, enough to give him, what, three, four yards on that play, Doug? Second and goal at the four under two minutes to go here in our Platte Valley Auto of Carney red zone. Scoreless, Carney's third possession. Turn, Urbanic looking for a hole, and he is going to be swallowed up behind the line of scrimmage. Griffin Wenz got in there virtually untouched, and they lost all that they gained on the previous play, third and goal at the seven. There you saw the power of the Grand Island defensive line against that offensive line of Carney High. They just ran a basic dive play, and there were three guys, the three defensive linemen from Grand Island all pushed forward, nothing there. Now another long third down conversion. they got to get the end zone on this one. Yeah, they can they can make the field goal kicks. There's no doubt about that. But seven is what they're looking for. Waller, quick pass, slant, caught, touchdown, Harris. Alex Harris into the end zone on a seven-yard touchdown pass from Jake Waller. Ran that slant right into a GI blitz. GI brought that outside backer on that right side. They ran the slant. Uh, Waller made a picture-perfect throw between the arms, that, that guy that was rushing. Right in the chest of Harris. Good throw, good catch. First score of the season. And it just continues here in the passing game that the split ends, the wide outs, the XYZ, they just seem to have room coming off that line of scrimmage. And if you're going to blitz, you'd like to get a hand on the guy and give your defense a chance to get in there. Here's your classic first special teams play of the year. Guys running in, running out. And this is this is typical first first season football there that, Guys uh, not quite remembering after the excitement of a touchdown. So going to kick it. The snap is down. It's blocked. It's blocked, smothered in there by Matt Lamb. And now I'm sure Coach Cool is going to be upset that he didn't burn the timeout. In that situation, I wouldn't see a problem with taking the delay a game. You know your kicker is going to be able to get the distance. But the extra point is blocked. And with 109 to go here in the first quarter, Carney High has drawn first blood. 6 nothing here on Classic Hits. Some people go to Greece and bring back a statue. 
a tiny Acropolis, if you will. Me, I went to Greece and brought back a pizza. I guess some people are just better at souvenirs. Our Greek pizza is back with basil pesto, black olives, pepperoni, feta cheese, and banana peppers, a large for $12. And try our new garlic knots or our new cinnamon knots for just $5. Better ingredients, better pizza, papajohns.com. Limited time offer not valid with any other coupons or discounts. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. Additional toppings and taxes extra. Order online or call your carny Papa John's. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Doug Duda, former Nebraska Cornhusker in Gothenburg, Swede, Monty Kratzenstein, here at UNK in the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth where Carney High has scored first. Jake Waller, 7 of 10 through the air, completing a third and goal, seven-yard touchdown pass to Alex Harris. And now ready to boot it away, the Bearcats for the first time going. Nice leg into the wind, drives it eight yards deep, and it'll be a touchback. And then you throw on top. Grand Island's got 109 to work with the wind at their back. They've only run seven offensive plays, and one of those was a hold that wiped out a little bit of a gain for them. Gowan didn't act like they were, we were lying about that wind. He took it, took that kickoff, booted it right into the wind, and uh, as you said, it was about eight yards deep. Wow. So we'll see what Grand Island does here. So far, they have 20 yards of offense. And a 10-yard penalty. And they have yet to really come out and establish the running game, which I thought they might try to do. We'll see if they do it this drive. Man in motion is Alec Redwine giving him twins on the right side. Kissick takes the snap. He will give it to Aiden Redwine off the left tackle. He'll scoot across to the 24 for a short gain of four. There's a little inside inside zone play. They don't run a lot of two backs. Neither team runs very much two backs. So a lot of their stuff is inside and outside zone as they try to run the ball. Now we have two backs, split backs. We'll see if one of them goes in motion. Grand Island trying to keep it going here. Oxford in motion. Just handed off to Redwine again. Tries the right side of that line. and Gets a nice second effort push to work his way up to the 28-yard line, 29. He'll be third and short. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be about third and one. This is the first time that, that Grand Island has had a manageable short yardage third down play. They'll line up quickly, but they'll keep Kissick in the shotgun. Trips to the right side, and it's going to be a handoff to the fullback. Oxford fumbled the football. Fumbled the football after he got the first down. Carney says they have it at the 31. Not a lot of jumping up and down, though. And we will find out. The officials blow the play dead, and they're going to keep it with Grand Island in there on the play for the Bearcats. Tommy Kuchera as simply the big old fullback. He's there to run people over and he got it yanked out but it's enough for the first down out to the 31 it's pretty fortunate there the ball bounced backwards but it was still enough for that first down so their ball in the 31 yard line first first down of the game for the islanders this should be the last play of the quarter and kissick wants to go deep with that win over the middle it's complete and then just popped at the 45 yard line nice job by Gruby to lay one on matt lamb but an outstanding catch out to the 45 the biggest play of the night for grand island a gain of 14. Well-thrown ball by Kizik right there. Found the scene. Got a little down, squaring in and and on first down as well. Um, nice yardage. 
That will end the first quarter on the opening night of the 2015 season here at Foster Field at UNK. The Kearney Bearcats, six, Grand Island, nothing. We're back after this on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Grand Island, Hastings. Nebraska weather is so unpredictable. Don't be left out in the storm with hail dents or even door dings. When your car plays the star in the episode of Nebraska Severe Weather, see the professionals at Dent Popper and Carney to save you. Dent Popper can remove minor hail damage, door dings, and other minor dents without damaging the original paint. Joel, Scott, and the guys at Dent Popper know how important your vehicle is to you, and keeping it looking nice is what they do. Stop into Dent Popper today, just south of the library on First Avenue in Kearney. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. It is first and ten Grand Island. Quick pass to start the second quarter into the win. It's caught in a touchdown. Could be coming, but it's drugged down from behind. Tanner Cook got by one man, got by two men, and then getting him from behind was Ben Dinkle, but a nice gain on the play. Almost a little wide receiver screen there. The inside receiver was blocking on the cornerback. The outside guy uh, got loose. Just a short little pass, but a long run. And now maybe Grand Island quarterback Trey Kissick is starting to settle in. Getting a drive going here. Trying to answer the uh, Carney touchdown. Brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank. And here's an inside handoff. Try to complete the fake with a pass out to the left side, but it's already in the hands of Redwine. And he will get inside the 30 down to about the 27. Could be enough for the first down. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to past events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports. Six nothing, ten minutes to go here. In the second quarter of play, Coburn Rubius and Juan Kayaks are the kickers, and Kayaks will try the field goal into the wind. It's placed down. The kick is away. It's got enough leg, and it is wide left. No good. So the 37-yard field goal attempt 
is going to be wide left, and Carney High continues to lead with 9.54 to go in the first half. Bearcats 6, Grand Island nothing. We're back to Foster Field right after this. Your home heating can mean spending less on it, and that's something everyone can get comfortable with. If you're ready for carrier comfort, now you can get cool cash rebates of up to $1,450 on a new system. Carrier, turn to the expert. Call Anderson Brothers today in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 308-995-4481. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. After the missed field goal, Noah Urbanic will carry it over the right side for three yards the here for the Cardi High Bearcats. It is rebooting right now. And it is 6 nothing. In favor of Carney, second down and seven at their own 23-yard line. A lot of different looks for this Carney Bearcat offense, as Monty Krasenstein was saying earlier. And back to pass, three-step drop, quick little out. It's complete across the 25 to the 27 to Zach Blaschko. That's going to be good for about four more yards. And Jake Waller was seven of ten in that first quarter with the game's only touchdown, a seven-yard touchdown pass. To Alex Harris. Now the Bearcats face third down and three at their own 27-yard line. Leading 6-0, opening night. Glad to have you along with us on Classic Hits and FlatRiverPreps.com, brought to you by UNK, where the difference makers call to schedule a campus visit here at UNK. Back to pass, third down, wants to go deep down the middle. It's complete at midfield, and then drop a good strip job out there on the tackle. Trying to get it out of the hands of Blasco, and that was just a good defensive play there. Yeah, that was uh, Brock Marlett, I think, going down the field and had his hands momentarily and got uh, lit up a little bit by the safety. Good strip. Four Carney High, and they will punt it away. Now, into the wind, a 23-yarder and a 40-yarder. They had a little problem with the snap the first time around. So, a well-thrown ball, but well defended by Grand Island. 8.34 to go. Trips back to block here. A high snap this time, but again, no rush. Caught, booted away. Nice high kick, beautiful kick. Taken back at the 22-yard line by the Islanders, but room to bring it up the middle of the field, 25-30, and that's where Peyton Kenny will cut down at the 32-yard line. But a nice Yeah, you saw the wind really helped. He got to turn over a little bit, follow it right down the middle, and uh, I'll tell you what, that was a nice throw by Waller down the middle of the field. Uh, very close to being a nice completion. Great reaction by the safety. He was a little bit out of position, but uh, as that ball went into Marlette's hands, uh, safety reacted. Put a pretty good lick on the ball, kid. Red Wine, the leading rusher right now for Grand Allen, 31 yards. He picked up 17 of those on that last drive. Through the air, Kissick is 4 of 6 so far for 41 yards. First and 10 at their own 31-yard line, trailing 6 nothing. And a handoff right up the middle and big hole for red line. He'll get across the 40 to the 45 of the safety. He's had to come over and squeeze him after the first down run to the 46. Again, a 15. We're seeing a little bit of Grand Island's change here with those last two drives. He had fast run the football and uh, looked for them to pound it just a little bit more. 
on this drive. We'll bring up a first down and 10 situation again here. Quick pass out into the flat, complete at the 45, breaking a tackle and into Carney territory is Alex Redwine. A gain of about six on the play. It'll be second down. Call it five. It's going to be a gain maybe more of about five on the play. We'll call it second down at five. Well, both quarterbacks settling in here. Six-nothing, Carney, 7.50 to go first half. Gets back to pass, throws it out here to the right side, and coming back to the football and getting his toe down at the 38-yard line. It's red line again, a gain of 11. So uh, they've been going short, short. They faked him deep, and he put a little hook on the timing route there where Redwine went out right on his cut. Ball was right there. Drug his toe. Uh, first down to the Islanders. Grand Island with each possession getting a little bit more offensive production. Twins left, twins right, and it's straight up the middle. And this is going to be the backup fullback, Chris Doey. Gets to the 35-yard line. A short game, three, second down, and seven. So Doty. And this is the part of the game where we should start seeing some different names in there a little bit just so that you can keep everybody honest. 6 nothing, Carney. Back to pass, Kizik. Quick little out. Goes underneath here to Red Wine. This time it's Aiton from the 30 to the 29. A gain of 6, so they're going to be just short of the first one. be interesting to see what they run. The last time they had a short... Uh, short yardage, third down play. They tried to run the ball with no success. They've got, now they've got a third down and one. Good kind of play they run here, Duff. Just, just completed his last five tosses at the 29-yard line of the Bearcats. They'll hand it off. No kids he wants to keep it. A little sprint out to the right side. Complete again to Red Wine at the 25-20, and he'll be tripped up on the 19-yard line by Harris again at 10. They take that inside zone play to running back that was not successful last time, and they just threw it up there to the wide receivers. Two other wide receivers were blocking, almost like a wide receiver screen. First down, the Islanders are on the move inside the 20. Coming up over the football, of course, both teams out of the shotgun with two running backs blanking Kissick. He'll fake the handoff. He's looking to the end zone. Nothing there. Pressure from the backside. Flushed out of the pocket. He'll finally just dump it and throw it away. And we get second down and 10. Good job by the Carney High secondary. Nobody open there. Both the receivers turned, and initially they weren't open. It turned into a scramble drill, but uh, Kiss couldn't find receivers. Most of the receivers just turned around, stood still, had to try to throw it away, and uh, successfully did. 6 nothing, Carney on a seven-yard touchdown pass with 109 to go in the first quarter. And the Bearcats trying to Step up here, but we're going to have our first time out of the ball game. The Islanders want to make sure they get things right here on second and ten. This time up, Rocky by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC. Six nothing, Carney. Six thirty one to go, first half on Classic Hit. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark at 308-750-6060 or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. New Tech seed, undisputed Midwest yield leader. Well, welcome back to Foster Field. I want to say a big thank you to Athletic Director Mitch Stein and the entire crew here for their hospitality, Rich Broderson and the boys at UNK. Next week we'll follow Carney High to Lincoln and Seacrest Field. 
as they take on Lincoln Southwest Friday at 4.30. Second out and 10 now for Grand Island. They are at the 19-yard line of the Bearcats. Coming out of the timeout, trailing 6 to nothing. Kissick out of the shotgun, three-step drop. Looks left, comes back for a screen right side, red wine. And he slips out of a tackle, 15, right side line, 10, 5. And he's going to get into the end zone, Aiden Redwine, on a 19-yard touchdown reception. Just a missed tackle there as he turned up the field, and Redwine made the Bearcats pay. Very well-executed play, though, by Grand Island. A little screen play. He had three linemen out there, but one of them, I didn't see who the current defender was that slipped out ahead of the blockers, but he dove at Redwine's ankles, broke the tackle, and uh, off to the races. Well-executed play by Grand Island. Now the extra point from Juan Kayaks to take the lead. Good snap, good hold, punched up and punched outside the bar again. Wide left, so Carney, when they went for their extra point, didn't have the right personnel, and they hustled to try and get the snap off, and it got blocked here. Wide left, so a field goal wide left, an extra point wide left, and with 6.23 to go in the first half on opening night, Grand Island and Carney 6-6 on Classic Hits. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. The game is more fun to watch with Fanatics. Fanatics Sports Bar in Kearney, that is. And now there's even more Fanatics to love. The new edition nearly doubles the room inside, and the bullpen combines the great outdoors with great seats to the game. Follow the Oscars and your other favorite teams on over 30 high-def TVs, including two huge HD projection screens. Treat yourself to a wide variety of appetizers, sandwiches, pizza, wings, burgers, and even a kid's menu that will make you stand up and cheer. Football is more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue in Kearney. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth as Grand Island boots it away into the window. It'll be returnable, taken at the four-yard line. Bayer Bonick tries the left side, 10, 15, 20, runs out of real estate, makes a man miss, 25, still on his feet. Another man trying to ankle tackle him, and this is a little Hastings rodeo for the weekend right there, Monty. Urbanic just ran another five yards on one foot and hold it on for dear life that whole time was Cody Brown, but he makes the tackle for the Islanders. You saw a little bit of Urbanic, what makes him special, that one guy bringing him down sometimes doesn't work very well. Strong kid. Uh, let's see if Carney can answer here. You know, they had some success moving the ball in the short passing game and throwing the ball. Let's see, with the wind, if they continue to do that, or maybe Grand Island's going to adjust a little bit and tighten up on those receivers and force them to either go over the top or force them to run the ball a little bit. Carney would love to get a drive so that Grand Island has a lot of time, whether they score or not. Trips to the right side here. Kissick is going to, uh, excuse me, Waller's going to keep it on a quarterback uh, run to the left side there. Naked bootleg, and uh, Grand Island was just there for him. Nothing special. Runs it across the 30 to the 32-yard line just to gain a two. I think the Green Bay Packers ran that in 1962. You snapped <laughs> the ball to a kid, and it's student body left. Isn't that right? Well, this is... It looked like his dad running the football. I mean, a little bit there. I mean, if you're going to go student body Green Bay Packers, come on. <laughs> Jake, just, there was it was him against three Grand Island Islanders, and he got what he could. Twins to the right side, Urbanic lined up behind the pistol formation, and they'll fake the handoff. Noah into block, a little pressure. Out here in the flat is complete, 45, and out to the 48-yard line is Trey Gruby. First down, 
Carney high, and I'll tell you what, Waller's looked good so far tonight. Well-designed play once again. Sent the outside receiver down the sidelines, followed, trailed that little wing, the flanker, right behind him just a little bit. He cleared it out. Waller put it right on the money. Nice throw. Big gain for Carney high. First first down here in the second quarter. Grand Island had started to take some of the momentum. They were really quiet in the first quarter of play, only running seven offensive plays. First and ten Bearcats at their own 48-yard line. A little double tight end this time. And they'll turn and hand it to Rabonic. Starts right up the middle over his center into Grand Island territory. Inside the 45. Stretches it between the 44 and the 45. A gain of seven. Now is really the first power run that had any success. He just turned, did the inside give. Uh, the big boys up front, you know, some of those guys we've talked about being dominated a little bit in the first quarter and the first part of the first half. Did a nice job there. Nice yardage, seven-yard gain on first down. Unofficially, I have Urbanic for 18 yards on seven carries. He's been caught a couple times behind the line. Second and three at the Grand Island 45. They'll feed Noah again. He'll look to the right side, but there are three, four, five Islanders, and he gets back to the line of scrimmage. Great job by Urbanic, but there are a host of Islanders. They get like one-fifth of a tackle there. <laughs> we will give the main tackle to Griffin Wenz again. Kind of looked like they had somebody in the huddle. They knew that one was coming. They had so many different guys. That looked like somebody lost a helmet there. Little referee's timeout. Don't forget, coming up at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll take a look at the first half stats. We'll give you score updates from around the area and talk about what's coming up next week here on our network of stations. Volleyball gets going. We'll be in Lincoln to watch the Bearcats. Third and three, Carney at the 45 of Grand Island, and there's motion on Carney High. And that's their first penalty of the ball game. Looked like Brock Marlette, the right tight end, was kind of set and kind of readjust himself a little bit. All those white shirt guys started pointing at him, and he said, what'd I do? And <laughs> referee said, son, will go back five yards. So we'll see what happens here for Carney High. May not change up a whole lot of what they're going to do, but they've got to get eight instead of three. You know, that's, that, that really limits you a little bit. You know, third down three, you got a lot of different things in your playbook you can do, but third down and eight. Puts you in a little bit more of a bind. Looks like Brandon's going to call timeout here and think about it. A good timeout. Each team will have two remaining. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Let's go ahead and look at some scores here during this break. Brought to you by Ashley Furniture Home Store in-game scores. We deliver the score updates, and Ashley Furniture Home Store delivers your dream furniture right to your door in Class B. York and Norris, 7-7. These are in the second quarter. It is Northwest, 13. Adams Central, 8. Aurora leads Crete, 20 to nothing. Ord leads Kearney Catholic, 14-7 to in the second quarter on ESPN, 1460. Chase County leading Minden, 18 to nothing. In C2 in the second quarter, North Platte St. Pat's leading Donovan Trumbull in a top-10 battle on opening night, 7-6. to St. Cecilia leads Ravenna, 21-0 in the second. Sutton, 22-0 over Wood River. St. Paul and Gibbon just getting underway. They're still scoreless after one. Uh, in D1, Cross County 30, McCool Junction 8 in the second quarter. And we're looking for an update on the Kennesaw-Exeter-Milligan game. We'll try and get that to you as well. That's the big game in eight-man football tonight. Right here, Carney and Grand Island 6-6, 424 to go in the first half. Third and eight, Bearcats midfield. Looks like trips to the left side here. Look for maybe a little bit of a rollout here to left side. Get one of those receivers shorts, which has been successful in the past. Doug Gudamani, Kratzenstein with you. They'll roll right to the weak side, looking, 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 trying to get it down the field. They'll force it to Blasco, and they'll say he is out of bounds. 
Tried to get one foot down, double coverage downfield there by Redwine and uh, Tanner Cook. And I want to make sure that folks know that the Grand Island touchdown was Aiden Redwine uh, out of the backfield and not Brother Alec, who had already caught a couple from his wide receiver position. So it's fourth and eight. Bearcats looked like they were going to have a drive going, but the penalty thwarts that. Instead of rolling to the left there, he rolled to the right where he had single coverage with Blasco, and Blasco's been a good matchup for them all all night so far, but uh, just a little bit out of bounds when we made that catch. So to punt it away again is going to be Ben Dinkle, his fourth punt, and it's a high, high punt that the Islanders are just going to let sail over their head with Tanner Cook. And so it will go down as a 50-yard punt. The wind starting to lower a little bit. It was in that 15 to 20. Now it's in that 10 to 15 range blowing out of the north. And for Dinkle so far, 23-40. And then with the wind behind him, 49 and 50. On the other side, Grand Island punted with the wind at their back twice, 55 into the end zone and another one for 50. But the Islanders have had the long field. They got a good return the first time they uh, uh, had the football off that short punt by Carney because of the bad snap. But uh, they have been starting at their own 20 most of the night. It's interesting how uh, both both scoring drives have been against the wind and throwing the ball has been successful against the wind more so, it seems like, than, than with the wind. And plenty of time for the Islanders to get a drive going. 4-12 to go, and they have two timeouts. First and 10 at their own, 26-6. Full house backfield out of that pistol, and they'll just simply hand it off to the fullback and watch the dominoes fall out to the 22, maybe the 23. little diamond formation there, that Oklahoma diamond formation out of the pistol, and then just pretty pretty basic dive up the middle. I believe it was Redwine that did carry the football, and they'll give him three. I thought we called that the, the diamond now, the ace. I said diamond, <laughs> the diamond. Uh, now they shifted what, out of the, the diamond. The bone, whatever they, Big Red <laughs> called it. Man in motion will be Kettler from the left all the way to the right side. Sprints all the way over and gets set on second down and seven. And it's going to be an inside handoff again, but nowhere to go. The Bearcat line is through there for the first time tonight, led by Rudy Stouffer. And Redwine loses a yard. That was well played by Stover on the on that right side. He kind of ducked inside those that lead blocker and uh, um, looked like there might have been a little bit of room there. He ducked inside that lead blocker and did a very nice job of taking him down. Now Grand Island has a third down and eight. Um, probably going to have to try to throw the ball here. So let's see what they will do, milking as much clock as they can right now. Under three minutes to go in a 6-6 opening night. Trips again to the right side. Low snap. Kissick has it. Quick throw out into the flat. Redwine has it to the 34-yard line. That's enough for an Islander. First down, gain of 12 to Aiden Redwine. Nice catch. Ball snagged right up in the air. I think Carney kind of thought they were going to get an interception there. Had a guy waiting back for it. Just stuck his big paws up there and grabbed it. And the hurry-up offense now for the Islanders. They'll give it to Oxford, the fullback. He bounces off one Bearcat, off two, and he'll bowling ball himself to the 40-yard line. A gain of six. On the fourth carry of the night for George Oxford, the 225-pound fullback senior. Looks like uh, time is going to be a little bit of a factor here. We're down inside of two and a half minutes. They're picking up the pace just a little bit, trying to get their plays in, and uh, tempo's increased. Grand Island signals it in from the sideline. Again out of the pistol. 215, and they'll move in motion again. Kettler giving them twins to the right side. And Kissick will take the snap, back the pass, under some pressure, throws it underneath. There's a penalty flag. It's complete to Alec Redwine to the 48-yard line. It would be a gain of eight, but there's a penalty flag. 
in the backfield, out where the wide receiver started. Will we have a defensive hold or an no. offensive pass? Maybe he took off too soon. I think it was an alignment. It looks like a, it's like they're holding on the on the end guy in the line of scrimmage there. They ran a little screen. They faked that that zone play and then ran that little screen out there and it looked like they got got, got caught holding a little bit. Because there is no penalty for pick. Uh, they call that pass interference, but that's a little bit about what you saw there. Mm-hmm. So that'll make it second down and 15 now, and the clock will run. Under two minutes to go here in the first half on KKPR-FM, Carney, Grand Island, Hastings, PlatteRiverPreps.com, Doug Duda, and Monty Kratzenstein with you here at Foster Field. Second and 15 at their 29. Kissick three-step drop has all day. Throws it down the right sideline. Looks for red wide, and he'll be popped as soon as he catches it at the 42-yard line. A gain of 13, and boy, the senior Alec Redwine has been the money man in the passing game for Kissick. There's no doubt who his favorite receiver is, is it? He's, uh, he's been solid. Big receiver, you know, uses his body very well. A little bit like Blasco's doing for Carney High. Uh, looks like they've got a matchup they like over there in that right side. Not real fancy, just kind of going out, turn around, throwing it to him. He's used his big body to get a first down. Kissick's nine out of his last ten. It's third and two at their own 42. Four wide out. They'll hand it off up the middle. Big hole, 45-50 into Carney territory to the 45-yard line. Redwine will be brought down there. A gain of 13 on the play. Spread him out. Ran dive, basic third down two dive up the middle, and he saw some yardage. Now we've got 140 on the clock. Looks like the stop, clock has stopped for the first down. Now it's rolling again, so Carney, Carney's trying to get lined up. We're okay. Grand Island looking to get things going here with two timeouts. Still back to pass Kissick. He wants it all. Pump fake not there. Rolls out. Now comes to the sideline. Caught at the 31-yard line. And the Islanders haul another one in with Tanner Cook. First down, and that's a gain of 13 more. Seems like they've found a couple mass- matchups they like on the corners. And, again, isn't real fancy. Looked like a uh, quarterback could have ran for first down there, but he's got a lot of confidence in his arm and his receivers. Eighth first down coming over to the left side, short side, Peyton Kinney all by himself. But looking over the middle is Kissick. The ball is tipped at the line of scrimmage and almost completed the 23. Getting a hand on it was Tanner Cook, but after it was tipped, it came in sideways and, Falls incomplete. Incomplete pass. They start, stop the clock with 114. And uh, they aren't huddling, though. They'll, everything comes from the sidelines with the signal. And uh, they'll keep it moving. Can they get in? This is what Grand Island did last year. They scored right before halftime and right mm-hmm. to start the third quarter, and that was the difference in the game. Second and 10 at the 32. Kissick back to pass. Has all day again. Throws it out here in the flat to Aiden Redwine. And he'll be brought down behind by Kuchera. If Kuchera doesn't drag him down, that is huge to the 25-yard line. Still a nice gain of seven, but that had 25 written all over it. Kissick's doing a nice job handling the snap. He's had about three or four snaps in this drive below his knees, and he's done a nice job of keeping his composure and finding his receiver. Garcia, Grinnell, Kolakowski, Kieser, Wenz doing the job of the offensive line. Third and two at the 24. Red, wide in motion. They'll throw it to him in the flat, and he saw the blue and white of the Bearcats coming up there. He knew he was going to get hit by Urbanic, and he took his eye off the ball. He's been solid all night, but that one falls to the turf, and now decision time, and I'm guessing Grand Island goes for it. They've missed an extra point. They've missed a 37-yard field goal. This would be a 41-yard field goal. The distance is enough. But uh, they're 0-2 in kicks, and it looks like they will go for it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's uh, With 40 seconds left of the clock, they're, they're going to take a little time out here and 
they're going to talk about it as well. So this timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 6-6, Kearney Grand Island, a fourth and two for the Islanders at the 24-yard line of Kearney. 40 seconds to go in the first half when we return. Buzz's Marine is proud to support high school sports. We can't think of anything that brings the family closer together. Well, maybe there's one thing. Buzz's Marine has brought the boating lifestyle to Nebraskans for over five decades, creating family memories that last a lifetime. We proudly showcase eight acres of new and used sport boats, surf boats, deck boats, pontoons, and fishing boats. Go to buzzesmarine.com for a list of our full inventory. Family owned and operated for three generations. Discover why we are the home of family boating. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery in Kearney, Nebraska is excited to welcome Dr. Nolan May to its team. As a Nebraska native with training in orthopedic surgery and sports medicine, Dr. May is excited to bring his knowledge and skills to Husker Loper Nation. Call 308-865-2570 today to learn more about Dr. May and New West Sports Medicine or to schedule an appointment. No referral is necessary and all major insurances are accepted. Call 308-865-2570. Well, if Grand Island does have the advantage at the line, you would think they would utilize it here, Monty. Fourth and two on their own, on the 24 of Kearney High. They kind of like their matchups against those corners, too, in those short passing games. And Oxford is the fullback in the backfield. He's been good in the short yardage situations. But back to pass Kissick, and there's a little contact, but the ball is caught by Redwine at the 20-yard line. He was still able to haul it in. For the first down, a gain of four and a chance for the Islanders. Just a little turn-in route. It looked like Urbanic hit him a little bit early. I think there probably could have, should have been a, a, a pass interference, but nice hands, good catch, first down. We're in the Platte Valley Auto of Cartier Red Zone right at the 20-yard line for the Grand Island Islanders. 25 seconds to go, one timeout remaining. Kissick back to pass, looking over the middle, now has to scramble, comes to his left, stops, stops, throws back against the grain into the end zone, jump ball, and... Caught, touchdown, Grand Island. Nope. nope. Caught, touchdown, Grand Island. Yep. Alex Harris came up with the ball. Both both guys came down. Harris and who was the receiver? Matt Lamb with the touchdown reception for Grand Island. They rolled around for a little bit. I thought maybe the ball would jar loose, but once it didn't, it always goes to the offense. Simultaneous possession right there. As they then, after a while, after they rolled over, it looked like Harris came up with it. But you're exactly right, that near side Official saw the simultaneous possession. Touchdown, Grand Island. That ball, by the way, should never have been thrown across the field. Grand Island has to consider themselves lucky on that one. Nice catch by Lamb. It just floated. Now the Islanders look like they're going to go for two, leading it 12-6. to six. And we're going to get a timeout. Coach Brandon Cool didn't like what he saw there. I think he also didn't like the call tag. <laughs> That official made on that touchdown. That's the same guy that called the touchdown. He had a little, uh, little, little Brandon Cool look at him after he called that timeout. It's the right call. It is. Oh, it's it was the right call. It absolutely is. The ball never came out. The ball never shown. There was no doubt about it. And the way they came down, it was actually sandwiched between the two of them because Harris was on top, and uh, the football was the white filling in the Oreo cookie, and uh, Lamb was on the bottom, and it's twelve six. Islanders. You got to understand that Brand isn't exactly an unbiased spectator oh, in no. that deal. But you know, he saw he saw his kid roll. He saw everybody roll over and unpile, and he saw his kid with the ball. And you know, he he wanted that call. And that was a big. I mean, that's a big play with 16 seconds left in the half. As you said last year, it happened the exact same way where Grand Island scored right before halftime. Uh, that's a big play. And Grand Island will get the ball to start the third quarter. Oh, so they're going to be in that same scenario. 
on this on this two point conversion before they called the timeout. Uh, you saw the Grand Island lined up a little bit heavy to the left hand side, like they were going to roll out to the left hand side. Maybe put a guy out in the flat. Uh, we'll see if that's what they do. You got Redwine and Kettler to the left side. Nobody to the right, just slot tight end over there. Now they're going to go trips with Oxford in motion. Heavy left, back to pass Kissick, fade pattern end zone, and it is caught for the two-point conversion, Keenan Kettler. Nice little wheel route there. They had, uh, I, I think that was the same play they had called even before the timeout. Didn't matter if uh, Carney kind of overloaded his defense over there. That was a nice little wheel route. That's a big play because, as we've seen, Extra points have been hard to come by in this game. And I thought a little bit of a gutsy call, too, because it wasn't 7-6. to six. They, right. didn't, they didn't have to chase the point. Uh, Carney had six. They'd also missed their extra points. So now Grand Island can't lose the lead on one single play in this football game. 16 seconds to go, 14-6. to six, That 20-yard touchdown pass brought to you by Five Points Bank of Carney, the better bank. It's a Five Points Bank touchdown, and we'll kick it off right after this. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Well, let's see if Carney High can get any kind of a return here or else we'll be going into halftime. Let's see if the Islanders squib the kick. Yes, they do. A line drive kick bounces at the 20. Carney's going to take it at the 2, Urbanic. Left hash, 5'10", 15, little seam, 20, and then he's going to be grabbed from behind by Matt Lamb at the 25-yard line. There's also a penalty flag back at the 17, but now it doesn't matter. Carney's going to kneel on the ball and go to the locker room with nine seconds, you would assume. I would assume so. Um... I'll go back to that touchdown pass, and we set it off air. That ball should never have been thrown. The quarterback was was rolling to his left, threw it across the field to the middle of the field. One of the cardinal sins is throwing the ball late over the middle. Uh, Lamb just made a heck of a play for that touchdown. And Carney secondary did their job. Uh, They flushed, and they made Kissick get flushed out of the pocket. And just when it looked like he was going to throw it away right in front of the Carney sidelines, he just kind of stopped three Bearcats in his face. That's when he threw it back. That was a, that was a Kissick drive right there. It was five for five or seven, six for eight on that drive against the wind. That was a the big drive by him. And you're right, Carney High is going to kneel on it, go into uh, halftime down eight. Only time that they're going to come under center is at the end of a half and the end of a game. So, a little bit of a deflator for Carney High, but Grand Island gets done what they needed to get done. All the points coming into the wind here in the first quarter or first half of the football game. And at halftime, opening night, opening Friday night of the 2015 football season, Grand Island 14, Kearney 6. It's been a competitive game, and Kearney will be on defense. Grand Island will get the ball to start the third quarter. When we come back, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Stats, scores from around the area, and a lot more. If you are at a football game in the area, we'd love to hear from you on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Hotline, 646-0506. Whatever game you are at, text the score or call the score in, and we'll make sure all of Central Nebraska and those listening worldwide on the Internet will get an opportunity to uh, find out how your ball club is doing. Again, here at half, Grand Island 14, Cardi 6 on Classic Hits. 
Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. And welcome back to high school football here on Classic Hits 98.9 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. A beautiful Friday night to start the 2015 high school football season. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service, Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. Grand Island scores on a 20-yard touchdown pass right before the half with 16 seconds to go from Trey Kissick to Matt Lamb. Add the two-point conversion. The Islanders lead Carney 14-6. to Let's take a look at our Ashley Furniture Home Store updates. We deliver the scores. Ashley Home Furniture delivers the dream furniture to your door. In Class B at the half, York and Norris, 7-7. In the second quarter, Grand Island Northwest leads Adams Central, 20-8. to That's on 1230 KHS and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Aurora. Pulling away from Crete here. A couple of new coaches uh, going at it. And Aurora has the lead 27 to nothing. Broken Bow, 12. Grand Island Central Catholic, 7. And uh, that score is at halftime. Coming up and just getting underway, by the way, on ESPN 1550 and com. Hastings High out in the panhandle taking on Gehring and the fighting Doug Mitchells. Uh, in C1, Carney Catholic trails Ord 20 to 14. Uh, this stacked up, maybe the best for Ord to, to beat Carney Catholic for the first time. That's on ESPN 1460. Ord 20, Carney Catholic 14. Uh, last check, Chase County led Minden in the second quarter, 18 to nothing. Also at half, Boone Central Newman Grove, uh, the defending state champion, the debut of Mark Hudson, the former Ravenna coach, and they lead Columbus Scotus in a battle of top 10 teams by a score of 14 to 3. Gothenburg is playing at Holdridge. Kozad is playing at Ogallala in C2. Donovan Trumbull leads North Platte St. Pat's 14-7. At half, St. Cecilia 42, Ravenna nothing. In the second quarter, Sutton 28, Wood River nothing. Sutton breaking in and christening and dedicating their brand-new football facility tonight. Given 12, St. Paul 8 in the second quarter. And at half, Arcadia Loop City and Hershey 0-0. In D1, in the second quarter, Amherst 20. And Shelton, nothing. Bruning Davenport, Shickley, 34. Harvard, nothing. Cross County, 38. McCool Junction, 14. And in six-man action today, Juanita Palisade leading Deschler at the half by a score of 24-7. to Again, not all of the D and six-man teams had to play today. They are still playing that eight-man, uh, eight-game schedule. And those are the score updates brought to you by... Ashley Furniture Home Store, we deliver the scores. They deliver the dream furniture to your door. Grand Island 14, Kearney 6.
Kearney will be on the road next week as they travel to Seacrest Field, play in the new renovated Seacrest Field, which is probably more for the fans and the media than it is for the football players because the locker rooms are basically the same. The field turf is basically the same. They'll take on Lincoln Southwest. They've got Nick Lenners, a, Grant, a Nebraska uh, Super 6 uh, football player, according to the Omaha World Herald. He's headed down to Kansas State. Ross Ells is an assistant coach uh, down there for Coach Mark King, and uh, we'll have that game for you. It's the afternoon game next Friday, 4 o'clock pregame, 4.30 kickoff uh, next Friday. Uh, down in Lincoln. People talk about uh, Lincoln football might be up a little bit this year. You know, they were they they weren't exactly strong the last couple of years. Had to be right. Uh, I mean, it be. had to be yeah. from where it's been. You think so? You know, Lincoln Southeast was so young last year, and they're they're supposed to be pretty good. I don't know much about Southwest. I don't know much about Lincoln Lincoln East, but uh, always good in those Lincoln teams can 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 be better. And so that's uh, among the items that we've got coming up uh, next week. We take a look at the uh, schedule for next week as well uh, for some of the uh, teams in our listening area, and we've got a lot to cover for you in week two of the high school football season. Some of the games that involve our area teams, as we said, we'll have Kearney High. We'll also have the Kearney Catholic home opener with Ogallala on ESPN 1460. Uh, other games of note next week, all the Hastings schools get to be at home. St. Cecilia's taking on Hershey. Hastings High is taking on Scott's Bluff. And Adam Central's taking on Sydney. So the uh, Panhandle comes to Hastings next week. Yeah, there's a lot it's better than traveling. We, we, we've talked we've talked a lot about that Class B schedule. Now, how some of those teams they have to uh, trek just a little bit uh, back and forth. Grand Island will have their home opener next week against Lincoln Southeast. So uh, they will have a, a battle tomorrow or next Friday uh, on their home turf. And uh, Islanders get through tonight. Uh, they're going to have a chance to make a nice run again during the regular season. Well, it'll be really interesting to see what kind of adjustments are made here at halftime because you could see the first half how each team was kind of probing, trying to find some success. Uh, both teams found some success in the passing game. Uh, I won't say picking on, but kind of finding some matchups along that corner that they really liked. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the adjustments that are made at halftime to, to the success both teams had. Say, don't forget, the 30th anniversary of Sports Extra on NTV starts tonight with Dave Greek, and we are pleased to be a part of that here in the 2015 season. Uh, we'll have a little recap and a highlight uh, of about a minute each of Friday of the game that we are broadcasting on our network of stations. And so uh, the video tonight, and we'll have a little bit of audio recap as well. And again, because there are so many of us here, I will say it once again, it is a sporting event, and we want to send out our condolences to uh, the family of Doyle Denny, whose uh, services were today in Grand Island. You went over to the memorial last night, uh, Monty Kratzenstein, and uh, he touched so many people's lives. And, of course, his boys, uh, Seth Denny at NTV, and uh, the rest of the crew there. I, I say Seth because I know him the best out of the crew there. But, uh, again, our condolences to the uh, Denny family. Uh, you can tell he did a lot with the dash between the years. You know, yeah. You know, Doyle was one of those guys. He'd coached at so many different places, you know, and I'd forgotten a lot of those, you know, from Ord to Lincoln Christian to, of course, Grant McCook and, and all those. And in and, and every single place, there was representatives last night at that memorial service or visitation uh, from, from all of those teams, all of those guys. And then, of course, he was such an active member in the FCA, and he was one of the national or the, uh, the statewide leaders in that. Uh, a lot of those representatives, you know, Bill Jackman gave uh, the eulogy, and that was always interesting to see that. You know, he was part of that Grant team that 
really was one of the best, the best ever, considered one of the best ever that uh, Doyle coached. But wonderful family, wonderful man. You couldn't get a, anybody to say a, a negative thing about him. He was a, a great mentor to a lot of people, great leader, and uh, he'll be missed. Six for Carney. 14 for Grand Island. It's halftime. The Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report here from Foster Field. We'll take a look at the first half stats right after this on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. There's a new old friend in the car business in Kearney, Platte Valley Auto of Kearney, located top of the hill, corner of 2nd Avenue at 42nd Street. Now you're never more than a few minutes away from a great Platte Valley deal and that legendary Platte Valley Auto service after the sale. Platte Valley Auto of Kearney, Kearney's own local Ford store. Stop by today, top of the hill at 2nd Avenue and 42nd Street. Selling cars and making friends, Platte Valley Auto, Platte Valley Auto of Kearney. Hi, this is Charlie Tuna. Mornings and weekends here on Classic Hits 98.9 FM with a message for Kearney High alumni. And yes, I'm one of them. The Kearney High School All-Class Reunion is set for the weekend of September 11th through the 13th. I've been asked to be the MC for the Saturday Night Banquet, and I'm so looking forward to seeing all of you there. Join us for golf, a 5K run, tours, Kearney High football game and social, plus a lot more. Call 308-698-8030 to learn more or to register, and we'll see you there the weekend of September 11th through the 13th. And we are back here with high school football on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com of the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Doug Duda, Monty Kratzenstein getting set to give you some stats. But, Monty, what you saw in the first half, what we'll need to see in the second half from both teams. Well, as I said, adjustments will be a key. Um, I don't think either offense can exactly do whatever they want to do. Uh, so they found some things now that they can do. You know, frankly, from, from Carney's standpoint, offensively, their short passing game and their ability to throw the ball to some of their bigger receivers has been, uh, the biggest positive. Uh, Urbanic got loose once, but really hasn't had an opportunity to, uh, uh, get much running in, in their Grand Island. On the other hand, you know, Grand Island, those last couple drives had very nice drives mixing it up, hit a couple bursts up the middle from the running game, but also, Again, those were quarterback-led drives. You know, Trey Kissick was was very good in those two drives, hitting receivers. And, again, it wasn't anything real fancy, but it was kind of the timing was pretty good. Big receivers kind of boxing out against smaller defensive backs. And so uh, it'll be be fun to see how how some of that changes. One of the things I want to look for, too, is the fact we talked about it early on, is how many kids from uh, both teams going both ways. And you see a lot of different players in that first half. So I think probably conditioning and early season conditioning will be a factor in this second half. I know Grand Island has quite a few of their linemen going both ways. We'll see if they're just a stronger team or if they're a a team that's going to uh, wear down just a little little bit. Let's take a look at the first half stats on the Ravetta Sanitation Halftime Report. Brought to you uh, for Carney, Noah Urbanic. Eight carries, 18 yards for Noah. And then uh, Jake Waller, six carries for four yards. So just 14 rushing attempts for 22 yards for Carney High. They went to the air with Waller. And again, most of this came in the first quarter. Uh, Carney had the time of possession of the ball in the first quarter. Grand Island had it in the second. Waller has put it up 14 times unofficially, completed nine of those. 
No interceptions, one touchdown, 109 yards through the air, 22 on the ground, 131 yards in the first half, six first downs for the Bearcats, two penalties for 15 yards, four punts for an average of about 40. The first one was a bad snap and had to rush it out of there. Ben Dinkle did, and it only went 23 yards, but his other three punts have been between 40 and 50 yards. The lone Carney high score, Jake Waller hitting Alex Harris on a seven-yard touchdown pass on third and goal with 109 to go in the first quarter. Trouble getting the right personnel on the field for the extra point, and it ended up being blocked, and Carney High did lead at the end of one, six to nothing. We'll look at the numbers for the Islanders right after this. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Papa John here. Some people go to Greece and bring back a statue, a tiny Acropolis, if you will. Me, I went to Greece and brought back a pizza. I guess some people are just better at souvenirs. Our Greek pizza is back with basil pesto, black olives, pepperoni, feta cheese, and banana peppers, a large for $12. And try our new garlic knots or our new cinnamon knots for just $5. Better ingredients, better pizza. PapaJohns.com. Limited time offer not valid with any other coupons or discounts. Prices, participation, delivery, area, and charges may vary. Additional toppings and taxes extra. Order online or call your carny Papa John's. Now let's take a quick look at the first half numbers for the Grand Island Islanders. Aiden Redwine, 10 carries, 61 yards. He also has a touchdown reception. George Oxford, 4 carries, 6 yards. Chris Doty, 1 carry, 3 yards. And Trey Kissick, 1 carry, 3 yards. 16 carries for 73 yards here in the first half for the Islanders. And as we mentioned, Trey Kissick really uh, warmed up there in the uh, second quarter of play. He was... 3 of 5 in the first quarter. He was 12 of 15 in the second quarter. Two touchdowns. Overall, 15 of 20. No interceptions. Two touchdowns. 161 through the air. 73 on the ground. 234 yards of total offense. And just under 200 of that came in the second quarter. Ten first downs. Eight of them came in the second quarter. Two penalties for 20 yards. Two punts for an average of 52 and a half yards. They didn't have to punt there in the second quarter, and the uh, scores, they missed a 37-yard field goal, then a 19-yard touchdown pass from Trey Kissick to Aiden Redwine. The extra point kick was wide left, 6.23 to go in the first half, 6-6, and then uh, about a four-minute drive, 4.06 drive, culminated in a 20-yard touchdown pass back against the grain from Kissick to Matt Lamb, who uh, came down simultaneous possession there with Harris in the end zone for Carney High. Offense is a good call. Uh, they went for two, and it was a little uh, fade pass to Kettler, and he hauls it in, Keenan Kettler, for the two-point conversion. Grand Island 14 to 6, 16 seconds remained in the half, and Carney just took a knee, and that is where we are at here at halftime. The Islanders 14 and the Bearcats 6, and Grand Island will also get the ball to start the third quarter of play. Our internet streaming on PlatteRiverPreps.com is brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney. We are the difference makers. Call to schedule a campus visit. We'll be back with more right after this. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? 
out here in the middle of nowhere. Mom and Gramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service. From seasoned pros like Steve Veridol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of pro team design goal kicks there's no doubt about that but seven is what they're looking for waller quick pass slant caught touchdown harris alex harris with the lone score for the carney bearcats two scores through the air for grand island and i guess when you think that there's going to be a mismatch on the line you expect there to be a lot more of the running game here for grand island and when Redwine was able to get a little something going, I think it actually helped the passing game here for the Islanders, Monty. Oh, absolutely. You know, you saw them uh, spread the ball out a little bit, Grand Island, and they busted a couple up the middle. And yeah, that's just balanced. But again, the two starting cornerbacks uh, for Kearney are both first-year players, players that haven't played a whole lot. You see Grand Island, and they kind of like that matchup right now. Uh, we'll see if Carney gives their defenders or cornerbacks just a little bit of help here. But I'll tell you one thing for sure. This opening drive of the second half, huge. Because the next team to score, what a huge advantage. You know, you, you look at the scoreboard at a 14-6 game. If Grand Island scores next and you're looking at, you know, 21-6, to and Carney will have a hard time with their offense coming back. But if Carney thwarts this first drive, gets the ball, drives down, has some success, and scores next, then you got yourself a real ball game. So the next team to score... Uh, that that'll that'll play a big part in the, who wins this ball game. Carney's not going to get to 28 without some help, uh, special teams or a defensive touchdown, uh, as they get ready to kick it away. And the wind now is really non-existent. The huge flagpole here, the flag not blowing anymore, and uh, it was a factor in the first quarter. A little less in the second quarter. Now it's pretty calm here. So far, no injuries. Thank goodness. And those that occurred before the season started didn't keep any of the starters out. Our injury report. Brought to you by Family Physical Therapy, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. We're ready to go with second half action. Kearney High to boot it away. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. And Gowen puts his leg into it, tries to drive it into the end zone, and he does about nine yards deep. And it'll be first down and ten, Grand Island. So we've talked about the long field that they've had to cover starting at the 20 numerous times here. But uh, that's why they have 234 yards. They've been able to take it down the field three different times and score twice. Well, if, you're, if you have 161 yards through the air in the first half on 15 of 20 passing, you're doing something right in the passing game. So we'll see if they continue with that or if they try to be, you know, they were more successful in the passing game, as you mentioned, when they got that running game going a little bit and ran a little play action. So um, let's see what they do to uh, start the game. Looks like they're coming out a little bit of a, a, a trips right. Stouffer, Roseberry, low along that defensive line, and now we've got penalty flags before anybody can even get really lined up. And it looks like the Islanders came out with too many men, illegal substitution on Grand Island. So uh, a five-yard penalty, that's just the third penalty on Grand Island. 
Yeah, you hate to see that start of the second half. Had plenty of time to talk about that first play, but that's early season stuff right there. Again, both teams have been out of the pistol or shotgun, and this time they're going to throw it out here in the flat. Kissick on a wide receiver screen, caught at the 20, up to the 25, steps out of bounds right around that 25-yard line, and a nice gain on the play to make up what they had given up on the penalty. It's going to be about 10 yards, second down and five. See that little, it's almost like a little bubble screen over there. So that one, the inside receiver blocks the cornerback, the outside receiver catches the ball, away they go. Quick Quick tempo, a little slant, and it is caught by number four, Kettler, at the 34-yard line. He'll fall down to the 35, and it's enough for the first down. Got out of that hole quick. Call it a gain of 11 on the play, and Kissick is not throwing five-yard passes anymore. They're 10, 12, 13-yard uh, completions here. Well, those cornerbacks have to give some cushion. Uh, they're giving about eight yards cushion there a little bit more, and uh, he's taking advantage of it. First and 10, Grand Island on the opening drive of the second quarter. Pot pass picked off, and it's a room to run for the Bearcats to the 40, 30, 20. Harris, corner, keep his feet. Touchdown, Cardi High. Alex Harris with the pick of the pop pass. The tight end couldn't get off the line of scrimmage, Monty, and Harris turns this game around. Grand Island had started well here in the first minute of the third quarter. And a two-point conversion away from a tie. Exactly what we talked about. There's the help that Carney High was looking for. Had a wide receiver. Uh, tried to hit that little pop pass. Just a poor throw right into the hands of Harris. And he knew what to do with it. He got to the sideline quick. Um, that's, a, that's a big play. That gets Carney High right back in the game after Grand Island was driving. And Carney High is going to go for two. And again, special teams personnel problems. Late getting guys on the field here. These are some of the things that usually are worked on early. But, again, Monty, when you have so many new guys in there, there's a couple practices. If you've got eight guys back on both sides of the ball, you can get to working on special teams things like this a little earlier. Waller out of the shotgun, trips in tight to the right side, takes the snap, rolls right, looking to throw into the end zone, picked off. And you can't return it, so that's the end of that play. And, again, it's Keenan Kettler. We've called his name quite a bit here since the end of the first quarter. So, conversions, the difference in the football game right now. The touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank and Kearney, the better bank. Grand Island 14, Kearney 12, 11.22 to go third quarter here on Classic Hits. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, See Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Well, Carney High got what they needed right there, Monty. A 50-yard interception return for Alex Harris, 14 to 12, Grand Island. Yeah, that was a big, big play. Uh, Grand Island was in a hole, completed a couple passes, looking to complete more, got maybe just a little bit greedy. Uh, that was a ball that, once again, kind of like the touchdown, shouldn't have been thrown, uh, kind of threw it to a spot, had a receiver that wasn't even close to being there. Harris took advantage of it. You're listening to High School Football Classic Hits, KKPR-FM, Carney Grand Island Hastings, and if you're Coach Tomlin over there, the Islanders, you made a mistake. It's the game's first big mistake, the game's first turnover. His kids have looked good here. 
since the end of that first quarter, so just keep doing what they're doing. As Gowan puts his foot into the football again, and it sails into the end zone, so the Islanders once again will start at the 20-yard line. Taking a look at a score update here for you, brought to you by Ashley Furniture Home Store in Kearney, one of the big games in the state of Nebraska in eight-man football tonight. Has the defending champions from Exeter Milligan leading Kennesaw 20-19 to late in the second quarter. Three straight passes to start that last drive. Two of them very successful. The third one unsuccessful. See if GI continues to throw the ball. Well, they have a lot of confidence in Trey Kissick, so I'm just saying Pierce Almond, he might even be jealous. And you know Pierce is here tonight uh, watching his Islanders after uh, uh, playing and committing to play basketball at UNK. Here's First. that diamond formation again. First and ten. Three backs around the quarterback, Kissick. Just a dive play off the right side for short yardage. 23-yard line. We'll call it a gain of two and a half. It'll be second down and seven. They aren't. All the high school teams look to the sidelines now. Everything's signaled in. Pretty much hurry up, and away we go. 11 minutes to go here in the third quarter, but Carney with a pick six. Islanders will send Oxford in motion. Back to pass Kissick. Down the middle. Going for it all for Redwine and overthrew Alec by about seven yards. That's the first true bomb we've seen from either quarterback. Both teams have taken a shot downfield, but that was just simply, let's see if we can get behind the defenders and take it home. Yeah, that was one of those. I don't know if they saw something they liked, uh, but it's kind of unusual on a second down and eight to try to fool somebody with a a play-action pass like that. uh, Well covered. So third down and eight now for the Islanders, up 14 to 12. But if they go three and out here, then definitely the momentum switches. Twins out to the right side. The Rowdy's trying to make some noise towards that side of the field. Long time here to get the ball snapped. Everybody gets set on third and eight. Kissick, back to pass, looks left, throws right. High pass, but it's caught by Lamb, and he is not going to get to the first down marker. Wrapped up at the 27 and then shoved backwards. Guy, give him the 28. It'll be fourth down and two. Needed eight, got six. And there's where that second down and eight play hurt you, getting nothing out of that, that deal. Uh, Carney held, three and out. Going to get the ball back down two. This will be the first punt since the first quarter for Grand Island. So, Carney with a chance to grab the momentum even a little bit more here. Let's see what the Islanders can do putting into the wind for the first time. Fourth and two. Long count. Nobody drawn offside. Here comes the rush and a low line drive kick. Carney almost got it. It checks up at the 38-yard line, then takes a Carney roll. Ends up at the 41, almost the 42-yard line. So just a 30-yard punt, but Carney was coming after that one. Hunter didn't seem to be in too big a hurry to get rid of it either. It looked <laughs> and kicked a little low, and that was almost close to being blocked. That would have been a huge play. But now we'll see for the first offensive possession for Carney High, see how uh, they decide they're going to attack this Grand Island defense, if they're going to do it via the air or, or uh, Waller's arm. Beautiful full moon over UNK's Foster Field. The Lopers will start their season Thursday against Northwest Missouri State at 7. Right now, the blue of the Bearcats trying to get it done in a quick Little sideline pass here is caught at the 44, a gain of about three and a half, maybe four yards into the hands of Blaschko, who right now has been the favorite target of Jake Waller. Big, big target out there, too. Just just a little five-yard hitch, caught the ball and uh, turned up field. Pretty good first down play to keep you on, uh, 
on schedule. Called a gain of three. And it's not the fastest set of wide receivers, but they've got, as you said, the skills to catch the ball. They're going to keep most of it underneath. And here is a stretch play out to Urbanic, his first carry of the drive. Busts across that 45, lowers his shoulder, gets to the 46. A gain of a couple. It'll be third down and five yards to go. So Noah will have his days, but again, you're still trying to get that offensive line going here. And it's a big test tonight against Grand Island. Uh, Grand Island's going to have one of the best lines Carney sees all year. They're going to see some good ones, but... Grand Island's going to be one of the better ones. Looks like Urbanic shaking up just a little bit. He's kind of limping a little bit coming out of there slow, but he's he's stayed in the ball game. Third down and five, Bearcats at their own 46-yard line, trailing 14-12, to 8.45 to go. Quarter number three, Waller, quick little slant, caught first down inside the 50 across to Grand Island territory. They'll bring him down at the 47-yard line, and once again, it's Zach Blaschko. Waller kept his composure there very well. That outside end that was on air came rushing unimpeded, and Waller held his ground, threw it right between his arms, hit the slant for a first down. Just the second first down for the Bearcats since the first quarter. But they are in Grand Island territory once again, 14-12. Grand Island, eight and a half to go here in quarter number three. Parker Wright trying to get stretched out over here as well. Here's a draw play to Urbanic and nowhere to go. He's wrapped up right around the ankles. Brendan Barnes is in there again. He's made quite a few tackles so far tonight for the Islanders. And it'll be second down and long. Maybe got a half a yard. We're going to keep it at second down and 10, it looks like. Yeah, it looks like Wright came off the ball, the the field hobbling a little bit. We'll kind of watch that as he's that starting cornerback for uh, Carney High when they are on defense. Also rotates in at the Y. And a low snap, and here comes penalty flags. I think Carney, they had sent in motion. They were going to run what might have been a wide receiver option play here instead of the running back. They sent the wide receiver in Alex Harris in motion and a false start on Carney. You hate that when you have a special called and then you have a procedure penalty that ruins it. Not only does it ruin that particular play, but it kind of gives away something for next time as well. So a third penalty of the ball game on Carney. Second and 15, back on their side of midfield at the 48-yard line. Glad to have you along with us on Classic Hits. Doug Dudamani Kratzenstein on this first Friday of the season. Kissick has done the job for Grand Island. Can Carney High get it done? Now we've got another penalty and back-to-back illegal procedures. Looks like Marlette had a little twitch over there on that uh, left side. So now all of a sudden we're down to uh, second down and 20. That's not something that Carney likes to be in, uh, especially with their lack of uh, balance. So uh, I guess we'll probably throw the ball a couple times maybe, see what happens. This will tell us a little bit about what Coach Cool thinks he has in there. I would imagine Urbanic is probably going to try and get the ball on the outside. If it's third and 23, you're still going to be punting it most likely. I don't think you're going to see any chances here. They're trying to spread the field, as you can see, with three wideouts and taking them wide to the perimeter. They do want to throw right across the middle, and it's in and out of the hands of his tight end. Brock Marlette is just a touch high. So Carney did go for it there. It would have been right at the first, uh, not at the first down marker. It would have been right at the down to start out. It would have been a, a 12-yard gain, but just off the fingertips there to the tight end. Saw it there trying to do three wide outs, real wide, spread the field, and then tried to slip. Marlette straight down the field and um, just a little bit out of his outstretched arms. And now we got third and 20 and really don't want to make a mistake here, given short field. 
Third down and 20, back to pass all day. Now rolling to his right, looking for somewhere to go as Waller. He's going to have to eat this one. Still dancing around and then lost yardage as he tried to circle back at the 40-yard line. A loss of three. That's the first sack of the ball game. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they, they sent everybody deep on that. He was kind of left out to dry there. There's nobody open. Grandon did a nice job of keeping their safeties and their corners deep. Didn't have anybody. He had to scramble around a little bit. Nobody came back to him and had to take a sack. When he rolled to his right and the pressure was all over him, he did cut back there to the left, and he was really one man from breaking the containment and getting upfield. Now, probably not going to get 20 yards, but would have picked up a little bit there. So the Bearcats, fourth and 24 at their own 39. Grand Island will send a little rush this time. The punt is away. Another beautiful one. Fair catch called for and taken back at around the 11-yard line by Peyton Kinney. They'd let him go over their head. Probably could have let that one go over your head too, but a nice punt that time. Uh, again, nearly, and maybe right at 50 yards again. Yeah, we're going to say a 51-yard punt for Ben Dinkle. And there's no wind right now, so that was a well, well-hit well ball, nice spiral, and really changed the uh, field position. That's one thing. This this whole half has been played on that far south end of the field. Grand Island has been kind of paddling uphill the whole whole second half so far. Just a this is Brandon Cool's type of game. This is what he wants. Play that field position game, kind of look for a, a big break. Um, Grand Island, on the other hand, boy, they, they, they need to get out of that hole. Grand Island, 14, Kearney 12, 619 to go third quarter. And Grand Island will take it first and 10 at their own 11. And Kissick going to hand it off, coming up off the left tackle. Then back over across the center is going to be Redwine. He's across the 15, just shy of the 20-yard line. Nice gain of eight on first down. It'll be second down. And two, Red Wine unofficially, 71 yards on 12 carries. And this is where you better saddle up your offensive linemen and say, hey, we're just going to run the ball and see what we can do uh, inside as opposed to outside. Kissick throws out a little wide receiver screen again, caught at the 20, 25, breaks a tackle right side line, 30, shoved into the Islander bench at around the 35-yard line. Well more than enough for the first down again. Of about 17, or would they say that he stepped out to 33, so it's going to be a gain of 15 and enough for a first down for Grand Island. Working on Trey Clevenger over there at that right corner, or the left cornerback spot. The right corner, we talked about an injury. Parker Wright was out, now 33. L.D. Brown is in. So out of the shotgun, low snap. That boggles the play up, and Carney's going to come. Kiss it, got out of there somehow, and then he's going to be dropped. Well behind the line of scrimmage, Zach King. The first man in there again was Rudy Stouffer, but there was a exchange problem out of that shotgun between the center and quarterback. And when he picked it up, both of his running backs ran right into him. So, yeah, that was a that was a cluster from the very beginning. And just when Grand Allen gets a little moment, a little bit of momentum, a bad snap, misstep there, puts him in a second fifteen situation from their own twenty-eight. Loss of five. Just the second time Kissick's been. Touched tonight at their own 28. Oxford will go in motion out of the backfield. Put from the backside. They'll throw underneath and got a screen complete. 35-40 to the 41-yard line. Carney was all over it. Kissick took a hit. A gain of 13 on the play. They got what they wanted out of that one. It'll be third and short. Nice little screen play. Zach King really read it well. He was right there when the ball got there. Unfortunately, he didn't hold on. Slipped out of the tackle and uh, went on to gain quite a few. Third down and two here. Uh, for Grand Down. Big third down play. And I'll tell you what, Kissick got walloped. Stouffer was in there again. Third and two again out of that pistol. And they will hand it off to Oxford, the fullback, and he will fall forward close to the first down. The fall forward is maybe going to give him enough 
to move the chains, and that's exactly what's going to happen. Needed two, got three, and they have went to Oxford when they need that short yardage. We haven't even seen the chains. I think we've almost gotten rid of the chains. Uh, the officials, they either just say it is or it isn't. Yeah, not, not a lot of measuring anymore. Huh? No, there's there sure isn't. First and ten at their own 44. Again, that quick little hitch out here. Wide receiver screen set up well. Complete at midfield. Hauled in by Peyton Kinney. He'll bring it into Carney territory inside the 45 to the 44-yard line. You see that uh, number 75, Edwin Manzano, is in. He's a sophomore into that defensive line, uh, trying to hold his own, get some of those big old Grand Island seniors. Um, Carney trying to play a lot of guys, having to play a lot of guys. Again, both guys going both ways, or both teams have guys going both ways. It's another first down on a gain to 12, and the Islanders continue to move the ball. They'll hand it to Oxford. He makes one man miss, makes another man miss, lowers the shoulder at the 40, and he's gang-tackled at the 36-yard line. Hard, hard run there by the fullback, George Oxford, a gain of eight. There's a little strength involved in that one. Low center of gravity, got in the pile, started moving the pile, kept his legs churning. Good first down play for the Islanders. Now it's second down and two, and they're uh, moving a little bit. They have changed that field position. Well, you can tell that maybe... We didn't see it in the first quarter, but Grand Island might be starting to wear the Bearcats down here towards the end of the third quarter, and they'll just blast it right up the middle again and gain another first down here. Redwine carries at that time for a gain of three. You see some substitutions coming in for Grand Island High, three of them coming in, uh, Mason coming in, Ben Dinkle coming in. Uh, they're trying to uh, give those guys a little bit of a blow. Grand Island's running a little bit downhill right now at this point. Well, Grand Island threw the pick six in the first minute here of the quarter, Carney closed it to 14-12, but they've had the ball for a long time. Kissick in trouble, throws it deep down the middle of the field and overshoots his intended target. And Barnes, it looks like, he was thinking about taking off, but held his presence in the pocket there. Great job by Kissick because it was breaking down around him, but not right on top of him. And he stood his ground, one of the few incompletions. In fact, uh, just the third incompletion, two incompletes and a pick here so far in this uh, third quarter in nine attempts. Kissick isn't in too big a hurry to scramble, is he? He he likes to rely on his arm and not his legs. I thought that might be a little bit of the ball game tonight, but he's been so efficient throwing the football. Second down and 10. Throws it again, wide receiver screen right side. It's working inside the 30 down to the 26, a gain of seven. And it's not two and three, it's seven and eight and 12. Is that that Mike Riley influence all right? All this this screen game from, from GI, is that what it is? No. Okay. No, Riker, that wasn't what Riker was doing all summer, no. <laughs> Riker come back, showed him a little stuff what they were doing. Third down makes and a good, three. Makes a good story. Third down and three for Grand Island at the Carney High 26-yard line. Fake the handoff, fake the pass. Now they'll go with a double move into the end zone, and there's going to be pass interference. Yeah, the flags came from everywhere, just flat-out shoved Keenan Kettler to the ground. It looked like good coverage. I just don't think Carney's defensive back could locate the football that time. He was beat. There was a little bit of double move. They faked that screen, uh, pump faked, faked the screen that had been so successful on the right-hand side. It looked like Trey Gruby was over there, kind of caught behind a little bit. The ball took a long time to get there, and you're exactly right. He couldn't find it, so he just two-handed shoved him in the chest. Before the ball got there, tried to keep him getting a touchdown and saying, we're going to live to play another another down. But Tough, now, now tough he, there for uh, Carney because it would have been fourth down. Uh, but he might have he might have caught that football, too. It was a well-thrown ball by Kissick. Half the distance penalty, so it'll be first down and 10 Grand Island at the Kearney 13-yard line, leading at 14-12, to 2.35 to go here in the third quarter. Opening night on Classic Hits, Doug Dudamani, Kratzenstein at Foster Field. 
Banks flanked the quarterback, Kissick. He still wants to pass. Steps up. Now he'll have to run. He'll be drugged down from behind when he gets to the 10-yard line by Ben Dinkle. A gain of three for Kissick. Well-covered patterns out there. He took three-step drop. Nobody was there. There he tried to move forward a little bit in the pocket, kind of took off. Didn't get much. Um, what, what did he get to? Give him a gain of three to the just short of the 10, two and a half, however you want to put it down in your official playbook. We'll call it second down and seven at the 10-yard line. Four wideouts, twins right, twins left. Lone man of the backfield is Doty. They'll give it to him on a draw. Has some room to the five, and he'll be brought down there where it'll be third down and two. You see a linebacker. A lot of times you don't like your starting quarterback to be the linebacker, but Carney is in desperate straits here where Waller's playing a little bit more linebacker here on this drive. At the Tackle made by Roseberry. The clock continuing to run. Under 90 seconds to go here in quarter three. The Islanders trying to go up two scores, leading it 14 to 12. Third down and go third down and three at the five. Redwine, stretch player right side, trying to get to the outside. There is a major hold. He gets to the two to the one, but this is coming back because Gruby was tackled out there by the defender for Grand Island. And that'll be 10 yards the other way. And the penalty flag is back at about the 7 or the 8. So this is going to go from 3rd and 3 to 3rd and about 17. And we do have a Bearcat down, but it looks like this is a cramp. Uh, We heard a lot about that uh, last night down in Omaha and Lincoln. You see a lot early in the season. But uh, one of the Bearcats down working on the cramp out there. And we'll try and uh, let you know who that is here in a moment. But we do have a timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. It'll be 3rd and long. But in the red zone here for the Grand Island Islanders, the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney red zone. Platte Valley Auto, the zone to find a newer used vehicle. Head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue and 42nd Street, Kearney's hometown Ford store. We'll be right back. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Was Tommy Cuchera with the cramp, and he's walking off under his own power, but uh, that cramp ain't gone yet, Money. No, and uh, that's the second one that we've seen in this half. You see a couple guys getting stretched out on the Carney sidelines. I can't quite tell uh, who the other gentleman is, but, you know, that's a, this, this time of year, you know, those early season games, that happens. You know, if you're Grand Island on this offensive play, you know, you're looking at about, what, third down and 13? And uh, I don't know that they're really excited about tra- attempting a field goal here based on their past uh, missteps. So uh, maybe they might figure you're going to run two plays here to get the 13 yards. I bet they're throwing See if it. they run the two-point conversion play. Just a simple fade to the corner of the end zone to Kettler. He's out here one-on-one on the left side. Kissick looks that way. Pump fake. Fade to the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Grand Island. Are you kidding me on that call, Doug? Have you watched a game or two once one, once in a while? That was a good call. Not my yeah, first that was, night. and that was a well-thrown ball. You know, you had we talked about the cornerback over there. Parker Wright is out. We have a 33 who seems to be L.D. Brown who hasn't played a lot of football. Smaller cornerback, and I'll tell you what, he just threw it up, and uh, that receiver went up and got it, and touchdown. 
Now, Carney needs to bow its neck, but they're not going to go for two. They're going to kick the extra point, which obviously makes sense here. They haven't made a kick yet. Let's see if Juan Kayaks can change that, make it a two-possession game. Snap good, hold down, kick low, and I think he shanked it left again. So it's a one-possession game. Grand Island 20, Carney 12. That changes the complexion of things. You don't have to press so much. The touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank and Carney, the better bank, and Carney will get the ball when we return. I have always said that I'm a Nebraska Farm Bureau member because it gives me, as a farmer, a voice in the legislature and in Washington, D.C. But did you know what your Buffalo County Farm Bureau does for you in your own backyard? By giving scholarships to local kids, supporting the Buffalo County Fair and 4-H programs, or tackling zoning concerns and other local issues. Farm Bureau starts right here. That's why I'm a proud Farm Bureau member. Call Buffalo County Farm Bureau and rediscover your grassroots power. Doug Duda and Monty Kratzenstein with you here in the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. Each team has scored here in the third quarter. Grand Island 20 and Kearney 12, Monty. I'll tell you what, that was an impressive drive by the Islanders. They had several different third down conversions that they had to uh, successfully complete. Uh, that last one was pretty big. And you, well, you called it. It wasn't the most complicated play in the world, but when you got a big receiver like him out there on a smaller cornerback ish went down the field got plenty of time ball was exactly where it needed to be touchdown now the onus is on carney high to score here down eight that missed extra point big play and the ball into the foot into the ball this will be returned high six picked up there by harris 10 15 brings it up the middle of the field 20 25 and it'll be brought down there first and 10 for the bearcats and one of the reasons Kissick has been effective is, again, that line play. Carney High really can't afford to do a lot of blitzing, bring a lot of guys in there the way Grand Island spreads the field on them. And we've got another man down here on the field after the kickoff. I can't see who it is. He looks like he's grabbing the back of his leg, maybe hopefully just a, just a cramp. So it's affecting uh, Carney High right now more than it is uh, Grand Island, Carney High already has a couple of guys over on the sidelines uh, being worked on right now, and they'll trot a third one over here in just a moment. They're going to have to go rent a trainer. <laughs> they have a few. While we have a moment, let's take a look at some of the other scores from around the area on our Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. We deliver the scores. Ashley Furniture delivers your dream furniture to your door. And in the third quarter, Kearney Catholic has turned things around. They've taken the lead from Ward 28-20 to in a game that is on ESPN 1460 and 1550. So uh, check, or 1460 on 1550. Hastings is in action out at Garing, and they are scoreless in the second quarter. In Class B, fourth quarter, York and Norris 7-7. Adams Central losing to Northwest 27-8. Aurora leads Crete 27-14 in the third. Scotts Bluff and Lexington are just underway. Broken Bow leads Grand Island Central Catholic 25 to 10 in the third quarter. Chase County leads Minden 25 to 10. They're just coming out of halftime. Columbus Scotus has started the second half strong with two touchdowns. Scotus 21, Boone Central, Newman Grove 7. Holdridge at the half led Gothenburg 21 to 7. Ogallala 23 to nothing over Kozad in the second quarter of play. A little bit of a shocker. Uh, right there, that Ogallala up 23 nothing. That's who the Stars see next week. Third quarter, Donovan Trumbull 20, North Platte St. Pat's 14, St. Cecilia 55 to nothing over Ravenna in the fourth, Sutton 42 to nothing over Wood River in the fourth at the half. Gibbon leads St. Paul 
24 to 8. Cambridge leads Southern Valley 12 to 6. Arcadia Loot City 6 nothing in the fourth quarter over Hershey. Amherst uh, taking care of Shelton in the second half as well. And that uh, was Alex Harris, the man that returned the ball. So I don't know if that was as much a cramp as it was. Maybe he got a helmet to the knee and they bring him to the sideline. So that is a big weapon, both sides of the ball and in special teams. Carney will take over first and 10 at the 25. A little shifting before the snap. They'll run option to the right side with Waller. He'll keep it, find enough of a seam to get two yards, and he's stacked up by the Islanders. First man to get there was Caleb Wilsey at a gain of two, second down and eight. And it does look like uh, Harris is, is cramping up. It looks like they're stretching out both of his, his calves. So he's out of the game right now. That puts out one of your good offensive threats for the Bearcats. Carney would only have to run one more play here in the quarter if they keep it on the ground. Twins left, single to the right here. Fake the handoff, what a throw. Over the left side, slant, caught, completed. First down, Noah. Oh, Blasco. No, excuse me, Blasco, of course, to the 40-yard line, 12 versus 13. But it's a gain out to the 40 and a gain of 13. Uh, Jake Waller with his longest pass completion here of the third quarter. And the eighth first down of the game for Carney High. 20-12, to 12, Grand Island, 20 seconds to go, third quarter. Carney, though, now out at the 40-yard line. They'll put Gruby in the backfield now with Waller. Gruby will flank him to his left again, three wide outs, back to pass. They'll go underneath this time, and again it is caught by Blaschko for a short gain out to about the 44. That was a nice catch. The ball was behind him, reached out with his long arms, caught it. Uh, cradled it into his chest right before he was hit. That's that's uh, not a huge gain, but that's a nice catch by Blasco. And that'll be the end of the third quarter of play. As usual, Carney Grand Island coming down to the fourth, and we're glad you're with us on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. The Bearcats will have it second and six at their own 44 when the fourth quarter begins. Grand Island 20, Carney 12. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Nebraska weather is so unpredictable. Don't be left out in the storm with hail dents or even door dings. When your car plays the star in the episode of Nebraska Severe Weather, see the professionals at Dent Popper and Carney to save you. Dent Popper can remove minor hail damage, door dings, and other minor dents without damaging the original paint. Joel, Scott, and the guys at Dent Popper know how important your vehicle is to you, and keeping it looking nice is what they do. Stop into Dent Popper today, just south of the library on First Avenue in Kearney. Kearney High, the first play of the fourth quarter. Waller out of the flat. It's complete to Gruby, and he is decleated behind the line of scrimmage. Grand Island had that one read immediately. Big stick out there for the Islanders in front of their own bench by Tanner Cook. Yeah, that, that was a, popped him a little bit. Ball was right on the money, but uh, they weren't biting on anything. He came up, saw that little screen coming out there, probably because they run it so much. Grand Island does in their own offense, and uh, now we have a third down and nine, not exactly where the Bearcats want to be. Back at the 41-yard line, trailing by eight. Out of the pistol, fake the handoff, pressure from the backside, Waller. Rolling, rolling, throws it out here, up for grabs, incomplete, trying to find 
Brock Marlette again. Well defended by the Islanders, and Carney High will punt it away. Yep, everyone was covered. Ran a bootleg, everybody was covered. The tighting, the crossing tight end, Brock Marlette, was covered well. Ball was high, but uh, there was just nobody there. So Grand Island, who has steadily imposed their will throughout the game. Carney got off to the quick start here. Seven-yard touchdown pass from Waller to Alex Harris. And then the two touchdowns of the second quarter, Kissick hit. Aiden Redwine, 19-yarder. Matt Lamb, 20-yarder to go up 14-6 at the half. A 50-yard interception returned by Alex Harris. 38 seconds into the third quarter, kept Carney back into it as they'll punt it away into the little wind that we now have. They'll let it bounce, and Carney's going to get a good roll. It hits at the 18, rolls inside the 10, rolls inside the 5, and they'll down it at the 4-yard line. How about 55 on the punt? That time for Ben Dinkle. Hey, Dinkle's been a bit of a weapon. Is that his third punt over 50 yards in the ballgame? That's what I have him at. I've got four at 49 or better. Uh, if it hadn't been for that bad snap that made him rush the first one that he hit off the foot for 23 yards, I think his average would be about 48 yards per punt right now. He'll take that. And Carney has always seemed that for most of the teams they play, whether it's in, in the outstate, Lincoln, or the Metro, they have that kicking advantage maybe they don't always have the return guy but usually overall special teams carney has a check mark by their name they're well coach coach unit now we'll see if grand island decides that they're going to try to run some clock and grind it out a little bit and impose their will or or chuck it they're at their own four a minute into the quarter right up the middle to the 10 yard line will be aiden redwine they put it on their offensive line and he gets them away from the shadow of their own end zone a gain of six Watch the uh, surge of that offensive line versus defensive line. See if it continues to push left to right as we're watching it. And again, worst case scenario, you're trying to just win the football game. If you do have to punt it, again, no matter what Carney does, they can't take the lead on one play because it's an eight-point game. Turn, hand it off again. Red wine breaks a tackle first down, 15, 20. Gets into the secondary, and he'll be popped down there by Ryan Koski at the 23-yard line, a gain of 12. Two plays. They're out of the hole, and uh, both of them pretty simple dive plays. You see those big uglies up front for the Islanders trying to uh, push pretty hard. You wonder if uh, Carney's going to have to start crowding line, take a little bit of chances there instead of running their base. Well, look where they're running, away from the returner and Ty Roseberry. They're running away from Roseberry. Mm -hmm. Right up the middle with Oxford, the big fullback. He'll drag Bearcats across the 30, out to the 33, right at the first down marker again. Watching those three plays, old Harry Griminger and Ken Fisher, and those guys would appreciate that, don't you think? They love Smash Mouth. You know who else would like that? Who? Mick Tinglehoff. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. They're going to give him a first down. If they ever bring the chains out, we'll tell you about it. The chain gang brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. They would uh, bring the chains out and take care of you. If you were stranded on the side of the road, no matter where, they'll get you home. At Carney Towing and Repair. Another first down at the own 33 for Grand Island. And this time they'll hand it off to the backup fullback, Chris Doty. He tries to get outside. He'll be dropped behind the line of scrimmage at the 29-yard line. And there's your quarterback making a play on defense. Yeah, he uh, that was an outside zone play. And they'd had success running up the, up the middle of the line three straight times. And then they tried to go wide. And that was not very successful. Now they're behind the sticks a little bit. Second down, 13 from the... 30-yard line for the Islanders. Nice play by Waller, who has seen more action on the defensive side of the ball as the game has progressed. Still working on Parker right over here, still trying to get back in Tommy Kuchera as they have been a couple of the kids that cramped up. 
Second and 13 at their own 30. Kissick has the ball tipped, but it's still caught in the flat. And then a little running room to the 40 to the 42-yard line is going to be very close to the first down here for the Islanders. And again, I believe that was Tanner Cook out there that caught the deflected ball. There's that uh, little little wide-out screen there. Inside receiver blocks. Outside receiver catches the ball, gets upfield, almost like a wide running play. Now it's third down three for the Islanders. Big stop here that Carney needs. Gain of 11, third and along two at the 41. They'll simply hand it off, and Redwine is brought down by Roseberry, and he's going to be short of the first down. So fourth down, and the Islanders on their own side of midfield. Looks Probably going to punt it away. I would I'd maybe line up and try and draw the Bearcats offsides here. 8.45 and counting. Grand Island 20, Carney 12. Looks like they're leaving their offense in, Doug. Carney has to not jump. Don't jump here. With no Grand backs. I- Grand Island converts this. You're in big time victory formation. 8.30 to go. And movement. There was movement. They were going to quick kick it, I think. I think I think you're right. It looked like the uh, flanker over here on the right side for Grand Island flinched a little bit, so that was a big turning point. That last play on third down three, they forgot to block Roseberry, and I think they should probably try to block him over on that side, one of the few returning starters. He made a nice play there, forcing the uh, fourth down situation. Now you have fourth down seven, and Bearcats going to get the ball back. Yeah, it looks like back deep Gruby. is going to be Gruby because – Harris is another one of those youngsters that has been banged up and working through cramps, and now Roseberry is over on the sideline. They're going to try and stretch him out. Here comes the rush for Carney High. The kick is away. A line driver. Gruby will take it at the 25. Straight up the middle, 30. Makes a man miss, 35. Still on his feet, 40. And the last man brings him down at the 43-yard line. A nice return, and we've got a penalty flag at midfield that may negate a little bit of this. A I'm not. I'm 44 not 44-yard sure. punt. I'm not sure exactly what happened. Usually, you're looking for an illegal block of some type here. Nope. Personal foul on Grand Island. Ooh. Dead ball. Personal foul on the Islanders. A return of 23 yards on the punt. Add 15 more, and Carney will be in Grand Island territory to start this drive. 8-10 to go in the ball game. Opening night. Grand Island 20. Carney 12. Their only score. In this half was a 50-yard interception return by Alex Harris, and they'll have it at the 41-yard line of Grand Island. Boy, that was a big play. Nice return. Add-on 15 to it. Looks like the uh, Bearcats are starting out in business here on the 41. Waller and the shotgun twins right, single to the short side left. He'll roll to his right, trying to buy time for that tired offensive line. Under pressure, nowhere to go. And instead of throwing it away, he runs out of bounds for a five-yard loss. And it'll be second down and 15, and obviously they'll be coaching him up on that one. Just throw it away. Don't take the loss. Yeah, you remember that uh, he hasn't. This is the first game he started as a varsity quarterback. Uh, played a little bit on defense last year. But, yeah, that's just a little bit of inexperience there. He was outside the pocket. He had some receivers out there that was covered. He throws it into the stands, and uh, it's second down and 10. It says second down and 15. Now, now they're looking for uh, a little bit bigger play here. Let's see if this offensive line can hold up a little bit. They're uh, the, the Grand Island defensive linemen are getting a little bit of pressure here. And now Carney's going to have to call a timeout. A little uncertainty there, obviously. Probably going to run something they hadn't run tonight, and that'll be the first timeout of the second half brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. 8.04 to go in the game. Grand Island 20, Carney 12, Bearcat ball when we come back. The 3Ls of PlatteRiverPreps.com. 
Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to past events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news, covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda, Monty Krantenstein, our producer engineer, Caleb Henry, on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Don't forget at the end of the ball game, we will have our new West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. And when we're all done tonight, We'll send it back to the studios, Merritt Lawson of the gang, for the CPI Mr. Tire scoreboard show, recapping scores from across the area, the state, and recaps of our radio games as well. Second and 15, Carney at the Grand Island, 46 down by 8. They'll fake the blitz, back the pass, and now rolling into some trouble, Walter, and he has dropped way back behind the line of scrimmage, all the way at the 35-yard line of the Bearcats, a loss of 19. Let's give some credit to uh, Grinnell, Garcia up there, those big boys up for the Islanders. They've been playing both ways, too. And you've seen how this second half, all of a sudden that push, we talked about protecting the quarterback, huge loss there. They're trying to roll out, trying to get, get a little bit of a wheel route going there and uh, didn't have enough time. Now you're third and 32. Now, as bad as that looks, Monty, Jake didn't throw it into the middle of the pile and turn the football no, over. No, absolutely. Grand Island has stepped up here on this defensive series when Carney started in their End of the field. So third and 32. Back to pass. Waller has time. He's going to go for it into double coverage. Jump ball. It's tipped and almost caught by the second man behind the defenders, Parker Wright. That was almost a Hail Mary unintentionally. Throwing it down the football field just a little bit inches too high to maybe win the jump ball there for the Bearcats. You know, the safety was there waiting for the ball, waiting for the ball, and all of a sudden he kind of mistimed it, went off his hands and Almost had the ball tipped over to a Carney uh, receiver, uh, but Carney's going to have to get the ball back. Going to run a guy late here in the punt formation. Uh, fourth and thirty-two. Carney right. High has negative yardage in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and it's been and it's been a lot of that just because of what's happened up front, in my opinion. Big punt coming here, booted away by Ben Dinkle, taken at the twenty-yard line, and he'll break the initial tackle. Twenty-five, thirty. Peyton Kinney gets up to the thirty-five-yard line, a fifteen-yard. Return on the 43-yard punt. So we have 6.59 left. So if you're Grand Island here, all you really, really want to do is you want to get some first downs, eat a little bit of clock. If you're Carney, you know, you might be willing to take a little bit of a few chances or you might think you, you have to. But, you know, you have plenty of time yet. You know, what's going to happen in this next three minutes is really going to determine uh, how urgent that defense from Carney High uh, ends up being. In other words, do you run a few more stunts? Do you put a guy, a few guys up line, take some chances to try to get a turnover or try to crowd that line? Um, we'll see what happens here. Well, they continue to run it over the right side. That is where Redwine is lined up to the right of Kissick. And they will hand it to Kissick. He'll, or Redwine, he'll go to the left side, then cut it back up against the grain over his center across the 40 to the 42-yard line into the secondary where the tackle is made by Alex Harris, who's back in the ballgame. Pretty decent cut there. Trying to run that outside zone a little bit. He stuck his foot in the ground, made a cut back up the field for seven-yard gain. Puts him right at 100, according to our unofficial statistics tonight. And they're going to use as much of that clock as you can. You would have to imagine Carney High's got one more possession, and they're down by eight. 20-12, Grand Island. 
Is taking as much time as he can? 6.20 to go here in the ball game. Twins left. He'll have it to Redwine. Right up the middle, breaks the initial tackle, has the first down across the 45, out to about the 47-yard line. A gain of five, the 18th first down of the ball game for Grand Island compared to eight for Kearney, and five of those were in the first quarter. Yep, and you see Kearney, uh, those two big guys up the middle, I can't see who they are. Looks like that Mason is one of them, maybe Rudy Stouffer a little bit. Hands on hips, you know, they know they're going to be attacking them a little bit. Um, you know, if I'm Grand Island, I'm just going to keep pounding it right now anyway. So it'll be first down and 10 at their own 47, under six minutes to go. Kissick, twins to the right. And they'll hound it off to Redwine again. Big hole over the left side. It closes quickly, but a gain of four just inside Bearcat territory to the 49-yard line. Pretty simple football right now for the Islanders. Uh, Bearcats subbing a few guys in. Looks like Dinkle's coming in. Um, Zach King's coming out. Again, next week, Carney will play Friday afternoon at Lincoln Southwest, 4.30 here on Classic Hits. Grand Island will have their home opener against Lincoln Southeast. A big battle between those two tonight in Lincoln. 20-12 Grand Island with the football. Second and six at the Bearcat, 49, 5-10 to go. Kissick stays out of the shotgun. He'll hand it to his second man through, Chris Doty. Doty will crash forward to the 45. They'll give him the 44. That's a gain of five. It'll be third down and one. Here's one of your big third down plays here. If they get this first down, if Grand Island gets this first down, they can run the clock even with just three basic plays unless Carney calls a timeout down quite a bit. So this is a pretty big play. We'll see if Carney stays in its basic 4-3 here or if they go ahead and they run a little stunt. And Grand Island could probably put the nail in the coffin with a pass play right here. Because <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be man on the edge. Stay out of that shotgun. Third down and one for the Islanders. Four and a half to go. Straight ahead, Doty. Doty, first down. Yep, just power, power football right there. Uh, they lined up in a power formation. Carney was in its, you know, five, kind of a five-man front, but uh, it was just power football. They got their three yards and uh, another first down. 426, the clock's going to wind here once the chains get moved. And uh, I, I look to see more of the same. Need to find the right gap. Sometimes you got to guess right a couple of times, too. Congratulations to the Kearney uh, boys tennis team, defeating Holdridge 8-1, McCook 9-0 today. Of course, Bearcat volleyball gets going next week. Right now, the Bearcat football team trying to find a way to get the ball without giving up points. 4.05 to go. Redwine starts left and then is run over at the line of scrimmage. The Bearcats got to him that time, and I think that was your man, Ben Dinkle, coming in there and crushing him at the 41 and a gain of one. Dinkle had him up high, and Roseberry had him down low. I'll tell you, Roseberry kid, he's uh, kind of holding his arm a little bit. He's he's played a lot of football tonight, and, and uh, he's a little bit worn down. But that was a nice play by both those two gentlemen. Second down and nine, looks like uh, timeout. Looks like this is an official's timeout. The referee is coming over to talk to Brandon Cool, And uh, something going on maybe in the stands. Looks like they're looking at the Rowdies. Maybe somebody's got a laser, something like that. Because they are looking over in the stands right now uh, toward the Kearney student section. 3.43 remains of the football game. Grand Island 20, Kearney 12. We get three games a doubleheader on Classic Hits next Friday, starting with Carney and Lincoln Southwest. The Carney Catholic Ogallala game 
from Miles Field on ESPN 1460. Kearney Catholic in a battle tonight up at Ord. Again, the game is currently airing on ESPN 1460. And let's take a look at the score uh, in that ball game. It is 35 to 32. Kearney Catholic in the fourth quarter. They're putting points up in Chanticleer territory tonight. All right, clock's winding here. 342, 341. Grand Island is in no hurry to uh, run their plays. It's second down and nine here from the 41. Well, that so, stoppage of play, too, from the Kearney student section is going to cost the Bearcats about 10 seconds. They mm-hmm. restart the play clock. Yep. Second and nine. Kissick waiting to snap the football. Takes it. Comes straight ahead. Red Wine trying to pop outside. Makes a man miss and gets two more on his own to the 37. Good pursuit there by the Bearcats, but Red Wine getting the job done. Kuchera in on the tackle. Waller. Forced him outside a little farther than what he wanted to go. A gain of about four. It'll be third down and five. Here's another one of those third down plays. This time a little bit longer. It was third down two last time. It's third down and five. Now this, this is point. the one. Yep. This is the one. Grand Island converts here. They probably win the football game. If not, Carney still got a chance. The Bearcats do have two timeouts. But here we go. Third and five. Grand Island at the 37 of the Bearcats. Up by eight. And they'll turn and hand it to Redwine. He's got a little bit of a seam, dives forward to about the 33. It's all about his knee. That's close. It looks like they've got him marked just short. They are signaling fourth down, a gain of four, and the blocking wasn't all that good. Redwine just kind of jumped into the hole there. What do you do now, Doug, if you're Grand Island? Fourth down one. Again, because you cannot lose, you go for it. Yep, I agree. has not stopped you, you go for it. Doesn't do any good to punt anyway. You're from the 33-yard line, so, you know, your net is... So I look for a little power football here, uh, right middle, hopefully. I run the clock down here and take a timeout. That's what the coaches are doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was all kinds of confusion about what they wanted to do. And so Grand Island will burn their first timeout, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. 2.03 to go in the game. Grand Island 20, Kearney 12, fourth and one Islanders when we come back. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark at 308-750-6060 or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. New Tech seed, the undisputed Midwest yield leader. High school football action at its best on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Grand Island, Hastings, PlatteRiverPreps.com. It's been an exciting one. Kearney got the early lead, then got back into the game with a pick six of the first minute of the second quarter, second half. But, Monty, they just haven't been able to do anything offensively really since that first quarter. Well, and the physicality of Grand Island has proven itself in this second half. Now we're having the play of the ball game. It's fourth down and one from the 33. They're going to line up in a power offense. Against the power defense, see who wins. Kissick under center for the first time in his football game. Diamond formation behind him. Carney jumped. They're going to be offsides, and that's almost your football game. They may have to convert another first down. With the hard count, Carney went on first action, and that will be an automatic first down for Grand Island. And move the ball to the 28-yard line. Carney with two timeouts remaining, so... The key now for Grand Island, center quarterback exchange. And that was interesting because just as you said, it was the first time they went under center. I mean, that's the inexperience of maybe that Carney defense where they didn't recognize the fact they were just trying to get him to jump offside at that point. 
Uh, now it's first and first and ten from the twenty-eight. Run some plays and uh, get snapped. Still stay out of the shotgun. Lead blocker Doty for Redwine left side. You know now Carney's going to try and strip the ball. And a good gain on the play inside the 25 to about the 22. A gain of six. Carney will burn the timeout, which leaves them with one. And 156 remains in the ball game. Grand Island 20, Carney 12. And we'll be back with more after this. Timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Since 1902, Carrier has been inventing new ways to make people comfortable. And today, comfort can also mean efficiency. Because being more efficient with your home heating can mean spending less on it. And that's something everyone can get comfortable with. If you're ready for Carrier Comfort, now you can get cool cash rebates of up to $1,450 on a new system. Carrier, turn to the expert. Call Anderson Brothers today in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 308-995-4481. And don't forget at the end of the show, end of the game tonight, we'll be bringing you the New West post-game show. Recap of the stats, the scoring plays, and get you ready for next week. And then the CPI Mr. Tire scoreboard show at about 9.30 tonight here on Classic Hits with all the scores and updates from around the area and the state. Second down and five, Grand Island at the Kearney 23, leading it 20-12. to 12, A minute 56 to go. One more first down and it's over. Kissick hands off. They go from left to right, dancing around, finding a little bit of a hole, maybe too much dancing, but moving the down marker up to about the 19, a gain of three. It'll be third and a long two. They keep riding. Aiden Redwine, 127 yards so far officially. And Carney elects not to use the timeout here. So they need to stop right here again. Have to use the timeout after this play if they get him stopped on third and two. Minute 25 to go. Third and two Islanders. Two backs flanking the shotgun quarterback of Trey Kissick. Using as much clock as he can. Redwine to his right. To his left is Doty. They'll hand it to Redwine. He's hitting the backfield. And it'll be fourth down. Carney Campbell uses their timeout. 109 to go. They brought them all. They guessed the right gap that time, Monty. And it'll be fourth down and long. Shooting through there. For the Bearcats, Tommy Kuchera. Yeah, you're exactly right. They brought everybody, and they guessed right. It was going to be power football once again. Now Grand Island has a little bit of a decision to make. They've been very unsuccessful in their kicking game. You know, Normally you think the ball in the 20, that's an automatic field goal. would give them a two-score lead. But at this point, uh, fourth and two, they might be better off to, uh, to run a play than risk getting a field goal blocked. Um, well, I guess it's fourth down and four because the loss of two now. So... Uh, they've got a little decision to make on where they're going to go for it, where they're going to kick. Carney might get the ball back here with about a minute left. And uh, no timeouts. That'll be their last timeout, but they still have a little bit of oxygen in the tank. Grand Island 20, Carney 12. And, again, if you've just joined us a little late, Grand Island has not had success in the kicking game. They missed a 37-yard field goal early in the second quarter and have missed both of their extra point attempts. Both have been, all of them have been wide left. That last extra point attempt was also really low, so I'm not even sure it would have got over the crossbar had it been straight. Uh, you're right, a 39-yard field goal normally would be in Grand Island's wheelhouse, which would be the suggestion except for the block. You, you can't afford to have it blocked because then you don't have anybody back there to, to make a tackle on a scoop and score. Take your chances. Your defense has been good. Hand it to Redwine again. He's been getting you four, five, six almost every time. Go to the spot that you think is most vulnerable for the Bearcats. Redwine's the only man of the backfield as the running back here. Kissick will take the snap 
and then they'll call timeout. They were trying to draw Carney off sides. And Grand Island now will have one timeout remaining, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Let's take a look at some scores as we're getting towards the end of this first Friday night. We can tell you that Hastings has jumped out to the 13-7 lead at Gehring. They have already reached halftime on ESPN 1550. Grand on Northwest all over Adams Central 34-8. It is in the late fourth quarter, Aurora 34, Crete 14 at the end of three. Scotts Bluff led Lexington at the half 28 to nothing. York has finished off Norris with a late field goal, 10-7 the final. Deep into the fourth quarter on ESPN 1460, Kearney Catholic 35, Ord 32. Broken Bow rolling up Grand Island Central Catholic 32-10. Columbus Scotus in the third, 24-7 over Boone Central, Newman Grove. Ogallala over Cozad at the half, 30-0. Holdridge over Gothenburg at the half, 21-7. Central City over Madison in the fourth, 38-6. Donovan Trumbull, 26-14 over St. Pat's in the third, and here we go. They're going to go for it. Grand Island, fourth down and four. First down will win him the game. Man in motion to the left. They'll go with an inside draw. Redwine Roseberry tackles him, but not in time. It's a first down. He caught him high that time, Monty, and Redwine was able to keep the legs churning inside the 20 to near the 16-yard line. You know, they're looking at the spot as he is dragging his legs a little bit. They're kind of checking to see where his knee was touching. They're going to have to – they might get your chains here finally. Well, the chain gang is coming in. He, he ended up going further. You were right further than the first down, but uh, his knee might have touched down beforehand. Just across the 20, the chain gang bringing out the chains just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. Carney Towing and Repair, the crowd will let you know if it's a first down or not. As they stretch the chains. I don't think he got it. They stretch the chains. Oh, it's close. It is close. And it's Carney ball. Carney will have one minute and three seconds to go 81 yards and get a two-point conversion. (laughs) And that makes this last minute kind of fun, though, Doug, doesn't it? That makes it more fun for us. So Ty Roseberry makes the tackle to keep his team in this football game. Waller, again, one of the things is that the wide receivers aren't quite as fast with the 100-yard, when you're talking sprinting speed here. So you'll be playing uh, dimes and nickels back there in the secondary. And you can see that the the defensive backs from Grand Island are giving them quite a bit of cushion right now. They're playing, not I wouldn't say a prevent, but they're 10 yards off on the corners. Safety's 15 yards back. Yeah, a little 3-4. No timeouts here for Waller. On first down, he'll drop back to pass, throws it over the middle. It's complete into the hands of Zach King for a first down across the 30 to the 32. And that will be a gain of 13 yards. That's the first positive play of the fourth quarter for Carney. And now they're running guys in and off the field. That's just killing time. I'm not exactly sure why Grand Island is, is, is giving him this much cushion. Jim one thing... rolls in. There's a rollout here for Waller. He's going to have to run it, and he only gets two yards, and tick, 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 inside 40. As they'll pick up two yards there for Waller, and again one that they'll go over and film, just toss it away. They line up to go on second down. The scoreboard can't keep it up here at Kearney, and they'll just spike the ball with 31 seconds to go. You know, that'll bring up third and ten. You know, that that rollout was a tough one. Once again, he was rolling out. He didn't have a receiver open. uh, And and getting getting tackled in the field of play instead of throwing away cost him quite a bit of time. So right now they're they're third down and ten with 31 seconds left. 
from their own 34-yard line. Going to have to come up with something special here. Now, on the other hand, Grand Island, you see them. They're playing those two safeties deep. They're playing their corners off a little bit. Their linebackers back. There is going to be a little bit of room underneath to complete a pass if Waller has some time. Third and eight at their own, 34, 30 seconds to go. Will they go for it all right here? Runs into his blocking back. Waller throws it out here, complete at the 41, but that's not enough for the first down, and he stayed in bounds. It's going to be fourth down and one, and the clock's ticking. No timeouts, 20 seconds to go. Fourth and one. 16, 15. They're only going to have one more play, even if they do get this first down. Waller back to pass. Looking, looking, backpedaling. Throws it up for grabs. Looking for Blaschko, and it's over his head incomplete, and Grand Island will win the season opener 20-12. to 12. Yeah, they tried to run a little wheel pattern out there to Blasco. They just didn't have enough time. Of course, the safeties in the corners were really deep. Uh, had to throw it up there, overthrew them a little bit. But that was a tough deal on fourth down one because, like you said, they had run so much time off, and they had to run so much time off with a couple different plays there, getting tackled inbounds, short of the first down. They just didn't have any time to reset themselves or kill it. Yeah, it's a tough position to be in, especially the first time these youngsters have went through that. If they have to do it again, they're going to be better at it. But the... Running a quick drill in JVs is a little bit different mm-hmm. than when you're out here on the, the bright lights. So Grand Island will line up in the victory formation. As we said, just the second time tonight, Trey Kissick has one under center. And the Islanders making it to the state semifinals the last two years. We'll start 2015 1-0 with a 20-12 victory over the Kearney Bearcats. And Kearney now 0-1 will travel to Lincoln Southwest. Kearney will play that at 4.30 Friday and for Grand Island. That game will be played at home against Lincoln Southeast next Friday night. Coming up, it is the new uh, Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Final analysis, stats, a recap of tonight's game. Stay with us on Classic Hits. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. And welcome back to Foster Field. Again, a thank you to Mitch Stein, Rich Broderson, the folks at Kearney High, and UNK for their hospitality. New West Sports Medicine Orthopedic Surgery postgame show, certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. As we look at the game, Monty Kratzenstein, I think it played out as many people, the coaches kind of, had the feeling that this would be the way the game would be played out. If Carney was going to be in it, it would have to be this kind of a ball game. Grand Island did impose their will. They really dominated the second half. They just didn't dominate it offensively on the scoreboard, but they really shut Carney down in the second half. And you could tell the physicality of, of Grand Island was certainly pretty evident. Um, 
they were pretty basic, even though they had some success in the last part of the second half or the first half throwing the ball. You know, I don't know what you have there. They didn't throw the ball much in the second half. Um, they relied on their two big backs, kind of pounded away. Didn't have much of a field position advantage. Had to go a long way, but uh, the physicalness of their offensive and defensive lines really held true uh, for this one. Um, pretty good ball game. Wasn't a ton of, of bad mistakes. Pretty evenly matched teams. A lot of effort, but like you said, just uh, they were just more physical than Carney. You take a look at what the quarterbacks did tonight in their first start, and I think you've got to give big ups to both of the quarterbacks here tonight, especially uh, Carney with the young offensive line, not able to do a whole lot of taking care of business. They're going to learn. They, they were outmanned tonight by the Grand Island defensive line. And run-wise, they, they didn't have to go up the middle much, but they held their own, gave Waller enough time, and then later the game went on. Coach Cool started to roll him out a little bit more. Well, the struggles that Carney will have offensively was pretty evident as, as the season goes along. First of all, you can tell that their their run blocking has to get better, and it probably will, but they're also going to play some pretty darn good teams along the way. But they have to be able to run the ball to get their passing attack going. Two things. They have to be able to run the ball with Urbanic. Urbanic didn't have very many yards, and, and he, he couldn't he get He didn't he, finish the game either. And, yeah, and Injuries now, are going to be a big story yeah. for Carney coming into next week. And, and, the, and the second thing is when they get ready to throw the ball, it's not going to take long for a, a coach to look on that film and say that, Carney does not have guys that can just run by you on on defense. They don't have those. They don't have those sprinters, uh, and so they're going to see a lot of tight coverage. And those short short passes are probably going to be a little bit more t- tougher to complete as the season goes on. So they have some challenges, but it isn't a surprise to anybody. I mean, everybody, like you said, that kind of evaluated this game knew that what their weaknesses were. Um, but again, I want to give credit to uh, the offensive and defensive lines for Grand Island and their their ability to. Uh, controlled the line of scrimmage in the second half, and also their quarterback played very, very well. Didn't make a lot of mistakes. The mistake he made turned out to be a touchdown, throwing that ball across the field into kind of a jump ball situation that he shouldn't have thrown it, but that was a big play. That was a huge play at the end of the first half. Yeah. Ends up kind of being a game winner there uh, for uh, Grand Island. Uh, unofficially, just quickly here, it looks like he was 24 of 32 with uh, the three touchdown passes, the one interception. He'll be well over 200 yards throwing the ball, so you have to be so comfortable when you lose a kid like Pierce Allman that you can virtually run the same playbook. And it may not look as dynamic, but Kissick definitely handled himself very well tonight. Yeah, and, and you see that at all levels. Quarterback play is a big deal. Now, at the high school level, quarterback play is not uh, – you'll struggle with quarterback play if your line and your running game is not going to be successful. But both these teams have some things. You know, we got to remember – got to remember that this is not – you know, if this first game of the season, we don't want to overreact one way or the other. You know, if you're Grand Island, you know you have a lot of things to work on. You're going to play some real tough teams. If you're Carney, you can you can see some things that you uh, did well, some things that you can uh, improve on throughout the year. Well, it's going to get it's going to be tough for Carney. Three of the next four games are on the road, and they're all good. Lincoln Southwest, Papillion La Vista, Lincoln Southeast, North Platte will come in. Carney will be favored in that North Platte might still be a year or two away but they're getting a little bit better it'll be a much closer ball game than it's been and then you got Lincoln East Omaha Bryan should be competitive games for the Bearcats Millard West uh, got off obviously to a big win last night that's going to be the home finale that's going to be a tough one and then you go to Norfolk I mean uh, Carney High you're so used to them thinking about making the playoffs and you know five and four is going to be a a task for the Bearcats this year uh, just because 
of the the inexperience that they have, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because they have a pretty tough schedule. Well, you know, and again, I, you you get tired of me saying this on the Doug and Daddy show, but <laughs> you know, all they all they need to do is worry about the next practice, the next next week. If they start looking into that schedule and looking at what teams are are good and what teams they should beat or what teams they could beat, that's what gets you in trouble. But they just have to reevaluate. You know, you learn a heck of a lot looking at that first game film. And you, especially when you've got so many players that haven't played on Friday nights, uh, before. And so, uh, the, the key will be to just get a little bit better. That next game against, uh, Lincoln Southwest, you know, Lincoln Southwest typically is pretty big and strong. They like to line up in power, which is going to be a struggle, but you know what? You just play. You just practice, get better and play. We'll have it for you next Friday, pregame at four. Kickoff at 4.30 from Seacrest Field here on Classic Hits. When we come back, we'll take a look at the final stats of the ball game on the new West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. Buzz's Marine is proud to support high school sports. We can't think of anything that brings the family closer together. Well, maybe there's one thing. Buzz's Marine has brought the boating lifestyle to Nebraskans for over five decades, creating family memories that last a lifetime. We proudly showcase eight acres of new and used sport boats, surf boats, deck boats, pontoons, and fishing boats. Go to buzzesmarine.com for a list of our full inventory. Family owned and operated for three generations. Discover why we are the home of family boating. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. And welcome back to our New West postgame show. Let's take a look at the final numbers here. First off, for the Kearney Bearcats, uh, running game was limited. Noah Urbanic, 10 carries, 20 yards. The only other man to run the football tonight was quarterback Jake Waller, and he took a couple of big uh, sacks there in the fourth quarter, negative 19 on 11 carries, and he was sacked three times in the football game. One of those was a 19-yarder. And so for Kearney tonight, unofficially 21 Rushing attempts one yard, and and you aren't going to win any football games if you cannot run the run the football. Um, probably a little bit disappointed in the fact that uh, Urbanic couldn't get loose a little bit, but certainly wasn't his fault. Uh, only had one chance. I think there was one play early in the first half where he kind of got a seam inside, but otherwise he just didn't have anything rolling. A little bit better through the air for Jake Waller tonight in the first half. Nine of fourteen, no interceptions and a touchdown for one oh nine. A lot shorter there in the. Uh, Second half, 9 of 12, no interceptions, no touchdowns, but just 44 yards in the game. 18 out of 26, no interceptions, one touchdown pass, 153 yards for Jake Waller, 154 total. Had eight first downs, six penalties in the ballgame for 43 yards. One of the bright spots was the punter, Ben Dinkle. He had uh, seven punts tonight, and again, the first one was a bad snap. He rushed it. It went 23 yards, but the last six were all 40 yards or more. He would average Almost 50 yards a punt. He had three that were 50 or more. Carney's two scores were both from Alex Harris. A seven-yard touchdown pass on third and goal on a little slant play with 109 to go in the first. The extra point was blocked, made it six to nothing. And Harris had a 50-yard interception return for a touchdown 38 seconds into the third quarter. The two-point conversion was no good, and that cut it to 14 to 12, and that was the last time 
that the Bearcats would score. We'll look at the final numbers for Grand Island in their 20 to 12 victory over Kearney right after this on the New West post game show. No, Mom, it's Josh's turn. I had to take it out the last time. Trash just isn't something people like to deal with. But at Ravenna Sanitation, we take trash seriously and are here to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is ready to meet your needs. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County, is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Find Ravenna Sanitation in the Pleasanton or Ravenna phone book. I have always said that I'm a Nebraska Farm Bureau member because it gives me, as a farmer, a voice in the legislature and in Washington, D.C. But did you know what your Buffalo County Farm Bureau does for you in your own backyard? By giving scholarships to local kids, supporting the Buffalo County Fair and 4-H programs, or tackling zoning concerns and other local issues. Farm Bureau starts right here. That's why I'm a proud Farm Bureau member. Call Buffalo County Farm Bureau and rediscover your grassroots power. Coming up, the CPI Mr. Tires scoreboard show momentarily after our coverage here from Foster Field, where the Grand Island Islanders hold on to beat the Kearney Bearcats 20-12. to And as we give you the Grand Island stats, it's one of those where the score was a lot closer than the game. Sometimes the game's a lot closer than the score. Tonight, the score was a lot closer than the game. Aiden Redwine led the way for the Islanders on the ground. 26 rushing attempts, 129 yards. Uh, a majority of that uh, coming in the fourth quarter uh, where he ran for 55 yards in the fourth quarter on 13 carries. George Oxford got him what they needed. The fullback, seven carries, 27 yards. Chris Doty, five carries, 12 yards. Trey Kissick, uh, he never really wanted to run it. Three carries, one yard. 41 rushing attempts tonight for 169 yards, which you would have to be pleased with. The problem was they had 73 plays from scrimmage compared to Carney's 47 plays from scrimmage. Through the air, Trey Kissick uh, is going to be pleased. Dad's going to be happy. Everybody's going to be happy in Islander Purple. In the first half, 15 of 20, no interceptions, two touchdowns and 161 yards. In the second half, and remember he only threw one pass in the fourth quarter, 9 of 12, did have an interception, had a touchdown, and 102 yards. For the game, Kissick, 24 out of 32, one interception, three touchdowns, 263 yards, 432 yards of total offense, 18, 19 first downs of the ball game tonight for Grand Island. Five penalties for 45 yards. The only turnover of the ball game was the uh, interception that Alex Harris returned for the touchdown. And they putted the ball four times, two with the win at their back in the first quarter, 50 and 55, then 30 and 44, the punts uh, in the uh, rest of the football game. The scoring tonight for Grand Island, two touchdowns in the second quarter after they missed a field goal, a 19-yard touchdown pass from Trey Kissick to Aiden Redwine. The extra point kick was wide, 6-6 with 6.23 to go. And then the, the backbreaker at the time, because it was just like last year, scoring right before halftime, a 20-yard touchdown pass from Kissick to Matt Lamb that was a jump ball. Uh, both Lamb and Harris from Carney came down with it, but that's always going to go to the offense. That's the way it is in the rule book, and it was exactly the right call. The two-point conversion pass was good, made it 14-6 to at half. And then a 17-yard touchdown pass from Kissick to Kettler on a simple fade on a third and long. Um, gave him the uh, 106 mark in the third quarter. The two-point or the extra point kick again was missed, which kept 
Kearney alive there in an eight-point game. There was no scoring in the fourth quarter. Grand Island 20 and Kearney 12. And that is our game and uh, game wrap for tonight, brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. And, Monty, your wrap on the game tonight. Uh, what you saw, obviously, when the yardage is 432 to 154, there was a defensive touchdown. Usually if the game's that close, a special teams or a defensive play will be part of that that doesn't show up yardage-wise in the stats. Uh, but Grand Island's not going to lose a whole lot of mojo from last year. No. they. Uh, I, I was really surprised. You know, you're, you're doing all your numbers thing over there and doing a great job, of, by the way. But uh, you look at the score, and it was a one-touchdown, one two-point conversion game. You know, we talked about you know, Carney got the ball back late with one minute left in the game, and they score a touchdown and, and two-point conversion. Then you look at the and, and it's at overtime. But you look at those stats, and that was a dominating performance by the Grand Island offense. Um, had the long field much of the time. Did it a lot of different ways. Uh, when you look at uh, how they used their running backs, when you have, how they threw the ball, you mentioned their quarterback play was very good. One of the things that, that, that Carney early on, Carney had a few plays that were very well schemed that worked, but they didn't work for big, big plays. They worked for 15 yard gain, 18 yard gain. And that's, and, and that's really a byproduct of their lack of big play ability where the challenge for Coach Cool is to scheme each, each week to come up with a few plays that are going to work real well. Cause when you don't have speed or big play ability, you're going to struggle. Conversely, on the other side, I don't know that Grand Island has a lot of big playability, but at least tonight they had the horses up front that they could just rely on. Um, you know, they didn't exactly throw the ball all over the place. They really did a nice job in that wide receiver screen game, and that was really almost like an outside run game where they had those two receivers out wide. They throw the ball out there, um, get one guy blocked, and, you know, how many 6, 7, 12, 15-yard gains did they have just out of that play alone? And so... Uh, I, I really, as you know, I really like watching the X's and O's and the, and, and the way they go at each other that way. But both these teams are going to have a challenge uh, as the season progresses from an offensive standpoint to come up with different ways to score. Um, Grand Island, a lot of yards, though, a lot of yards. Yeah, and, uh, and again, uh, with the quarterbacks doing well, the wide receivers did their job. Keenan Kettler uh, for Grand Island, and Zach Blaschka was kind of the favorite target for uh, Kearney High. Uh, here tonight. We're, that is our wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. We'll take a final break and call it quits for this first Friday night of the high school football season. In just a moment, the CPI Mr. Tire Scoreboard Show is coming up. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Charlie Tuna. Mornings and weekends here on Classic Hits 98.9 FM with a message for Kearney High alumni. And yes, I'm one of them. The Kearney High School All-Class Reunion is set for the weekend of September 11th through the 13th. I've been asked to be the MC for the Saturday Night Banquet, and I'm so looking forward to seeing all of you there. Join us for golf, a 5K run, tours, Kearney High football game and social, plus a lot more. Call 308-698-8030 to learn more or to register, and we'll see you there the weekend of September 11th through the 13th. The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to past events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. 
To all those who have been listening online at PlatteRiverPreps.com, our Internet streaming is brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney. We are the Difference Makers. Call to schedule a campus visit. Every game that we cover is online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. The podcast will be up tonight as well. If you want to listen to the game uh, anytime, it's free. There will be photos up uh, shortly as well. Uh, at the end of the weekend, uh, we'll have some up for you next week and throughout the season as well from Kearney, Grand Island, and they're yours to do with as you want. PlatteRiverPreps.com taking care of the local scene. Again, Grand Island uh, outscores Kearney tonight 20-12. to They out-yarded him 432-154. to Our next high school sports action will be on Thursday, the start of the high school volleyball season Hastings St. Cecilia Grand Island Central Catholic at Lincoln Christian the triangular begins at five o'clock on Thursday should be some great competition once again then on Friday our games will include Kearney at Lincoln Southwest 430 Friday afternoon Kearney Catholic will host Ogallala the stars hold on to beat Ord tonight 35 to 32 and you've been listening to the new West sports medicine and orthopedic surgery postgame show certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary no matter the activity new west is here to get you back to it schedule your appointment today Lonnie kratzenstein it was fun we'll do it again appreciate you uh you asking me i hope it didn't get in your way too much i you know kind of a rookie to this sort of thing it's uh just to have a legend like you in the booth is all that it's about. No, that on the script, that's my line to say to you. <laughs> you, you, you. You said my thing. Coming up next, the CPI Mr. Tire Scoreboard Show. Merritt Lawson, Caleb Henry, and the crew back at the studios with all of the area scores, recaps from games around the area. Be sure to give us a call if you're leaving your football game right now. You can call 236-9900. You can text your score to 646-0506, and we will get those scores on the air. Until next week, the final score. Grand Island 20, Cardi 12. Have a great weekend, everyone. Good night from Foster Field. The proceeding has been a KKPR Sports production brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com.